0: feeling stuck when it comes to writing? Jasper is an AI writing assistant that helps you break through writer's block, create blogs, social content, add variations, really anything you can imagine, much faster than you would on your own. With Jasper's text-to-image generator, you can even create original art. Convey your best ideas better and faster with Jasper. No more blank pages or unfinished pieces. Try Jasper for free at jasper.ai today.
1: Yes, yes, let's get the radio sign started. As uh, we continue on here with what's going on, Super Chat is open. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. So thank you very much. If you're new here, do us a favor, hit subscribe, ring the bell, and give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever you feel that we deserve. And after the show, leave a comment below. So that way... It helps with our algorithm. Strange Dr. Agamotto, welcome to SOR Chat. Apollo 11, thanks for coming on in. And Candy R, nice to see you. And who else is here? Uh, there's... uh, We're all caught up so far. Plus 33 degrees Celsius today. I was at zero today, Paul Holland. Zero. Prairie fire, how you doing, buddy? You're obviously much colder than me. Don't forget, you can also do some shopping at spacedoutradio.com. And May 19th to 21st, our party in Vegas. We want all of you there. Go check out our Spaced Out Radio page on Facebook. Sign up for it that you are coming. We want to see you all there on that weekend at the Golden Nugget. But first, it is time to rock this show. Horns up, people. Let's do this. Hey, hey, hey. Stony Mountains of Central British Columbia to you listening around the world. This, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davy the favor and hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at spaced out radio, Instagram at spaced out radio show, and on TikTok at spaced out radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. And we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out Bumblefoot. Read Shirky-Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. we got a power show of woo for you tonight. Researcher, author Carter Bouchard is here to give us a year in the Sasquatch Review. And later on in the show, we're going to head to hour three, where the swamp dweller is back for another spooky story. We also have Tim Sinor coming in for the UFO report. Shirky Poo will have the news. For well over a decade, Carter Bouchard has been researching Sasquatch. He's led expeditions into the deep forests of America. He's seen them, heard them, and seen incredible physical evidence of their actual existence. He has interviewed over two hundred people and counting when it comes to their close encounters. Those people have told Carter some fascinating events, some of which defy logic. And yes, logic is where we're going with tonight's subject as we take a look at the year in review with Carter Bouchart and the Sasquatch report here tonight. Carter, it is always a pleasure to have you here on Spaced Out Radio. How you doing, my friend?
2: I'm stunning. How about that? You look stunning. You look stunning. Yeah. man. Yeah. My wife even told me I look stunning tonight.
1: Oh, very nice.
2: Uh, I realized she was looking at a, a, a picture of her old boyfriend, so I'm not sure how to take that. But uh, No, all's well. We had our first snow here in Missouri uh, tonight, today. It's still snowing. So, And it's 33 degrees, so it's not sticking. It's even better. I that, can drive. That's
1: Fahrenheit. Yeah, You're not going to get any stickiness there not going to get any stickiness there. You're okay there. You're okay. I'm still hoping to try. I'm going to try this weekend to get back into my Sasquatch gifting site one more time. You know, usually up here, man, we get this first snowfall, and then after about a week, it melts off, but I am convinced now that this snow that we have today, or that we started getting a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I think it's sticking around until April. I really do, and that sucks, but... You know, as our gifting site uh, was just getting hot, 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 but uh, you know what? Hey, it happens, and you know, I've talked to a few uh, experts about this. They don't feel that, uh, you know, that my area is going to be something that will be compromised because of the long winter, so we're going to try it out. You know, we're going to try and get there one more time, and we'll definitely need 4x4 now. But uh, it is something that we are going to uh, give a look at. Hopefully, we could get in there, man. Yeah, yeah, that'd be
2: awesome. Well, it's kind of funny that, you know, you're talking about having a, a four-wheeler to get around. You know, if it snows three inches here, we're paralyzed. It's just funny. You guys walk around two feet of snow. It's like, eh, it's a balmy day. It's nothing, you know. Oh, very true. And being, yeah, and being from Texas, if it even got to 32 they shut down the whole state. I mean, it just, they don't know how to handle it. So, you know, uh, I have to admit I'm kind of spoiled, you know, so I need to, I need to get out and and get my my feet dirty. My, my boots dirty. There's dirty filth.
1: Yes. Hey, I want to ask you, uh, I got to tell our audience this. So everybody knows that I have a daytime job as well. And I never really get into what I do because, A, it's not important, and, B, I kind of like a little bit of privacy. Sure. But nonetheless, I had some clients come in today. And about a year and a half ago, they bought this old resort that they were fixing up. And last year, they opened for the first time. And be damned if six of their clients this year got freaked out because they thought there was Sasquatch on the property. Yeah. Epic. Totally epic. So they got a hold of me today, and they're like, will you come investigate, bring some people that you know, come investigate, and we don't open until May 1st. Anytime after May, I said, well, when did these events happen? They said between June and July. And in fact, while they were doing their cleanup, Carter, they actually found behind one of the sheds, uh, knocked over a statue of a carved Sasquatch on the property. Okay. So the people or their their guests, their guests were telling me or told them, and then they uh, reiterated to me, That they when they were trouncing around like now this resort is about seven acres. Behind the resort, there's a twelve hundred acre ranch. Behind the ranch is full on crown property, where there is no development. It's it's owned by the government. Okay, it's hunting grounds. It's fishing grounds. Camping grounds. Beautiful area. Just raw land. Raw land. Now this yeah. all this area where they are too is also where the desert meets the forest. Now that area of British Columbia where it is in the Okanagan is one of the largest deserts believe it or not in the world. And hmm. and uh, that desert goes straight up to about uh just under an hour south of me. It's pretty giant. Wow. It takes about 5 Five, six hours to get across. Anyways, uh, long story short, uh, the people there heard whooping sounds and howling that was out of the ordinary. Could have been a different animal. Let's be realistic. They heard tree knocks. Footprints have been found. There's been a sighting. And one other sighting, Carter... One of this husband and wife were staying in one of the rooms one night at this resort and they happened to look out the window after they turned the lights off. And there was a face in the window with giant red glowing eyes. Awesome. Now I don't, I don't know if that that tantalizes you, my friend, but I am roaring for May to come and June to come to get down there.
2: I'm pulling out my suitcase tomorrow. I'm 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 going to come up there. That that's that's too good to pass up. Wait, I'm inviting myself. Am I invited?
1: You're invited. You're invited. Oh heck yeah! Oh, I already, yeah. I already talked to uh, Nate Foot and uh, Hallmark from uh, World or, or Washington Idaho Bigfoot Society. Yeah, they're coming. We're gonna have Merle is gonna come, my buddy Merle, and uh, we're bringing in uh, the night vision. We're bringing in trail cams. We're bringing in uh, cameras now for our public here. Here's the cool part: the people who own this property are so excited about this action that they are praying that it's true. They are praying. That they're that their guests are actually getting Sasquatch sightings. They want this to happen and to be a part of their property. And the real cool part about it is, Carter, they're allowing us to film it all. We can do oh. it. So if we end up doing a documentary on this place, I am definitely, definitely going to be posting that on our soR uh, YouTube page. And we oh, yeah. will we'll, yeah. we'll try and do it up real nice for all of you. Uh, but we're looking probably at a four to five day expedition there and minimum mm-hmm. three, maybe maximum five. Cause we don't want to take over too much of the ranch, but uh, we want to make sure that we get in there and, and get some uh, evidence if there is any.
2: Yeah. Does that uh, desert area create any unusual weather patterns? Because since it's, you know, it's arid and butts right up to, you know, verdant forest, or is that just.
1: Our biggest challenge out there is going to be uh, forest fire season. Cause if we go in there in June, uh, we should be okay. Uh, there should be still some bugs around, but it, it, it shouldn't be too arid by then. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it all depends on what goes on. Yeah. Well,
2: Count me in.
1: Oh yeah, of course.
2: I mean, I'm, 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 that, that's that sounds too good to pass up. And you know, one person mentioning it could be, and eh, maybe nothing, but six people, different people, don't know each other, different times, different locations on the property. Yeah, that, that there's something to that. You know. Yeah. Was that Sasquatch statue? Was that? out front somewhere and it was taken back and hidden or did that they...
1: they never when they bought the place, they never knew it was there. They were oh. cleaning out behind a shed one day and they found yeah. it kind of, you know, when you lead plywood up against a shed or you pile stuff up against a mm. shed. Well, they clean yeah. that out and they found this, this statue there. Like they are, cool. ex- they are excited. They're not scared whatsoever. Okay. They, they want to make sure that their guests are going to be Okay. Uh, They have a playground on the property. I said, so if you have children playing around there, there's a likelihood the Sasquatch are going to be watching because Sasquatch, for some reason, tend to be very interested in watching children. And children play and laugh and scream and yell and run around. Mm -hmm. They love it. it. It totally piques their curiosity. And they said there's a nice mountain view from one of the hilltops that looks right down Onto the playground, so they said that would be a great place for any Sasquatch to look down. You know, they now the owners have never seen anything; they they haven't uh, at all. But they are very very excited to try and figure out what is there. Mm -hmm. Wow!
2: Have any of them had experiences up to this point? I mean, not at the property, but like in their in their lives at
1: all? No, no. They believe. They're believers, yeah. You know, they're not. They're yeah. not skeptics who we, you know, have to be uh, um, convinced that this is happening. But yeah. they are believers, and they they just here's what they're looking for. They're they're hoping that we can find something so that way they can kind of put in their advertisements. By the way, if you see, this might be one of the only resorts out there that has confirmed Sasquatch sightings, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that'll be great for business for them.
2: Yeah, the Sasquatch field trip. Yeah, you know, you, you, guided tours, a little Sasquatch mini expedition. Absolutely, for an extra fifty bucks a person, uh, we'll take you out one weekend, one night, one afternoon, one night, and feed you and show you how it's done.
1: Very true. That'd be fun. That would be cool. Very yeah. true. And we, I'm also- happy for them. That's pretty cool. Well, you know what? We're gonna get you there, and we're we're got, we've got the team together, and we got to make sure that we do a good job there. You know, and like I said, we've got cameras that are coming. We've got night vision. We've got a drone. Uh, we've got a number of things that we can uh, investigate with both daytime and night. I'm very excited about it. And let's see mm-hmm. if we can catch anything. One other thing we should mention too here before we get going, you are also going to be attending our second annual spaced out radio, uh, Vegas fan party this year at the golden yeah. or next year, May 19th through 21st at the golden mm-hmm. nugget. And, you know, tell everybody you were there last year, my man, tell everybody what, what kind of a time you had.
2: Uh, it was awesome. Really? It was, it, it was very informative. You know, I, um, the UFO presentation was really great. I really liked that, you know, and um, I got to, I got to do a presentation on Sasquatch, but it it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, other than trying to corner you so I could play some poker with you. It was a great time had by all.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what? I I think that, uh, I think that we have, uh, you know, I think this is what we need to do with our fans this year. Our fans who come down—challenge, by the way—that's a challenge, by the way. Yeah, I'm I'm letting it roll off my shoulder, knowing that you've played the <laughs> World <laughs> Series of Poker twice. Okay, <laughs> you know, and and see uh, and seeing my luck on Poker Stars recently, is—I it, swear Poker Stars is rigged. I do. I, I swear. I swear have
3: rigged.
2: serious reservations about online poker. You know even some of the big ones because you know you get some of the best cheaters in the world out there manipulators you know electronics or otherwise you know it can be done you know and uh, there's a couple of uh poker guys here in, in missouri that have an app and uh, uh i don't i don't trust it because i know some of the guys you know i mean you know the, there's too much temptation so you know i, I like to face my opponent man to man and look him in the eye and let him take my money, you know, legitimately rather than, you know, what happened? What, how'd that happen? You couldn't have possibly drawn out on me. What
4: the heck? You know,
1: so. Oh, it's just a game. of <laughs> It's just a game of bingo. But I think what we should do when we're in Vegas, I think one of the events that we will have is we, we may have a, an SOR poker tournament could be one table, maybe two. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you, you know, it's easy to get a dealer down in in Vegas, you know, to start up for, for uh, a tournament with us. I will play in that. I will play in that. We'll make it cheap. We'll make it cheap. We're not looking to rob anybody, you know, well, I'd like to rob your big bucks, you know, but uh, you know, that's a different story at a different time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that'd be actually kind of fun. You know, just, uh, you know, two, $300 buy-in for, you know, 10,000 chips or whatever. And then you just play,
1: I mean. Two, 300, yeah. I was thinking like 20 bucks, maybe 40. I can't afford your game. I can't afford your style.
2: Well, two or 300. Well, okay. 20 bucks. It'll still get you 10,000 in chips. You know, you set the price,
4: you know.
1: Uh, but no, that'd
2: be fun. That would be actually really fun. A good way to get to know some of the people you don't know
1: too. You know uh, what? Well let's let's plan that. We will add that. Uh I know Kira in our chat room is uh helping build the agenda and I think that would be something that we could do on the Sunday morning if anybody wants maybe about ten AM or something like that is start is uh, or maybe eleven AM is have the uh the the, the SOR poker uh tournament and uh you know we got to get a minimum of 10 people i think cuz you can fit 10 around yeah. a table i think we can do that yeah, or, we're
2: playing 9 or 10 depending on covid restrictions in yeah. areas yeah uh you need to get some hats made.
1: i will Here's get some more poker. i will get some i'm going to get some hats vardi designed the logo oh yeah vardi got the logo designed and uh it's a p- poker theme logo and cool and you know it it's something on uh, may 19th through 21st 2023 at the golden nugget in las vegas uh we will be having our fan party and uh we look forward to uh, look forward to having all of you there we're going to put a bunch of uh events up uh like having a poker tournament i know uh i you know i do believe um that many people are going to be uh going on the on a uh, sky watch and you know, we're playing, I know uh, Kira who's helping me out with this has some other uh, ideas of what we're going to do to make sure that we can all hang out and spend some time together. So uh, in time for the Saturday show where we're going to do a six to seven hour a YouTube broadcast and we're going to set all that up. We're going to have banners up this year and uh, yeah. make it look pretty amazing. So that way, like for instance, Carter, when you're speaking, you know, everybody's going to be detailed. There's going to be an itinerary of who's speaking when uh, with our hosts. You know, that way, say Carter, when you're done speaking, uh, you you head on outside after your interview, and then our guests who want to chat more with you, can, you can go in front of the banner, pose for pictures with people. Maybe they want to buy your book or something like that, and uh, you can autograph it right there and just talk yeah. to them about Sasquatch. So that's the way uh, we're we're going to be doing uh, doing it this year coming up. It's going to be a lot more organized, but a, a hell of a lot more fun. Yeah,
2: uh, it was fun last time. It was it was really fun. So it could only get you know, better because i had a blast last time you know just getting to meet everybody
1: well that's the fun Uh, part and that's why we do it that's why we do it right there is is to is to make sure that everybody has a good time and and gets to know each other and and you know i know there's a lot of fans out there of sasquatch that you know they want to meet you they want to see your experiences your photos mm -hmm. and everything that you have maybe they want an autograph book or something along those lines and that's a perfect place to do it Yeah.
0: Vacations are supposed to be easy, right? Lots of stress-free time spent on the beach with a drink in hand, making memories that will last a lifetime. So, booking a vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. They offer easily bookable, all-inclusive vacation packages with exclusive non-stop vacation flights to your favorite vacation destinations. Explore deals to AMR Collection Resorts and plan your luxury vacation with ease. It's like turning on easy mode. Get started at AppleVacations.com.
4: Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader-to-leader podcast with CEOs from Target, Pepsi, and Adobe, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicholas. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to. Well,
1: I'll
2: have to bring a suitcase full of books. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll pay for my poker.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You know, <laughs> we got about two and a half minutes before we go to break here at the bottom of the hour. Carter Bouchard is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. Carter, I've been hearing from a lot of Sasquatch researchers this year that this has been an impeccable year for the amount of sightings that have gone on all over the place. Are you seeing that too?
2: Yeah, I'm 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 hearing it. It, it and part of my, my thrust into doing a third book is all the people, you know, uh and I'm not tooting my horn, but people are coming out of the woodwork and talking to me because nobody else will talk to them without snickering or laughing. You know, they're having mind-blowing it's not your Sasquatch crossing the road. They're they're seeing and experiencing some incredible things, you know, mental telepathy. Uh, the infrasound, uh, disappearing and reappearing, uh, all kinds of stuff, and nobody will talk to them without, you know, give them a bunch of grief. So, I'm, you know, I'm filling up another book with people that are just telling me crazy stuff. You know, I've got a, a woman, uh, down in Arkansas who watched five Sasquatch herd 50 to 75 deer. They had a funnel point a choke point just like you know hunters will do they'll they'll funnel them into a certain area and there's a choke point where they just can't turn around and they're trapped and they they take them she watched five Sasquatch walk out with each of them had a deer over their shoulder this was when she was uh, 16. uh so just stuff like that stuff you don't even hear of you know and so yeah it's great the the, the sightings and stuff are off the wall I'm getting probably a, a new contact almost every week. It's just mind boggling, you know, really people get the courage to come forward. I think is more of it. You know, they feel comfortable talking to somebody who's not going to try to talk them out of it or make fun of them or anything like that. They just want to get it off their chest and, and, and just be left alone and feel good that they got it off their chest and somebody believed them and didn't, you know make fun of them and, and and chastise them and all that stuff. So yeah, it it's been a really uh crazy year with that, you know. I think it's going to I think it's going to continue to next year because I think there's just more people that are getting the courage to come forward, you know.
1: Well, let's talk about why when we come back on Spaced Out Radio. Why are people seeing more? Is it, is it because people are camping more? Is it because people are looking more, believing more? There's a bunch of different reasons why all of a sudden sightings are going up, not only in the cryptid world, but the UFO world and the paranormal world as well. And it's not just Bigfoot people are seeing. Carter Bouchard, art author, researcher, based out of the state of Missouri, We'll be back with more Spaced Out Radio when we return right after this. Stay tuned. I think Enzo is going to change his name to Winzo since he won big last time in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Winzo, yeah. Winzo. And his, and his hair will be perfect. Just perfect. Yeah.
2: I need some. I don't have any. How do you like my hat? I like the hat. I do. Yeah. I was wearing this when I hit my jackpot.
1: Really? Yeah. You didn't see that picture? No. I, I, I thought I sent it, no, yeah, I sent you, it to you. No, you said you were going to. You never sent me it. I sent
2: it to you in PM. Yeah.
1: I'll, uh, Hold on, let, let me I check.
2: It. It. Yeah, no, I was, wearing, I was wearing the hat. It was a uh, messenger. It was-
1: oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Hold on, I'm gonna show uh, our fans this. You got to tell uh, Do you mind telling the story what happened?
3: No, I'll 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 tell
1: it. I mean, you know, I, I'm not.
2: I I've already heard from the Ne'er Do Well family members that I was afraid I would hear from. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay. So here you are. Every mo- we should we should put break this down cuz every morning you go with a bunch of your friends and you play poker every morning at the local Harris casino, right?
2: Yeah, I'm probably about four four days a week. I don't have a problem. It's not an addiction. It's just uh something I do to supplement my income. So, uh yeah, and that is uh, Marvin, the guy with the pocket aces. And uh, I had pocket 10s. Well, guess what hit the board? Two two more aces and two more 10s. He whooped me, and I got the big half of the bad beat. I mean, I got beat, but because I got beat bad, bad beat, then I got the big chunk. The the jackpot was uh, $264,000,
1: and I got half. (laughs) <laughs> all because your but, quads got broken
2: yeah it was just what it was you know we, the game starts at nine o'clock every morning so at 9 15 it was over we had already we'd hit it it was it the, the the fifth hand of the morning it was just that quick and uh, i hit it on the on the turn he hit his on the river And so my coffee wasn't even cold. I hadn't finished the coffee. We all had our starting stacks. It wasn't even like thousands of dollars on the table because you you can only start with 200 bucks. So there wasn't a whole bunch of money there except the bad beat jackpot. So, uh, yeah, it was shocking. But, you know, that's my good luck. Dave Scott hat
1: got me the money. I I just know it. (laughs) We'll take credit for that. We'll take credit, yeah, yeah. credit for that. Well, I told you I sent that picture to you because I wanted to show you. Yeah, it, you know? I for some reason I didn't see that. Yeah,
2: and that uh, yeah, it was it was it was just one of those weird. You know, you you play a lot, and so you just kind of you think about that day if it ever happens. I wonder what I wonder what that's like, you know. And well, that'll never happen, so you just go about your day. But all of a sudden, boom, you know. And there's you know there's nine strange men hugging each other, screaming, running around like schoolgirls, you know, just screaming and whooping and hollering at you know nine fifteen in the morning, and uh, you know people come running in the poker room, going, "What the hell's going on?" And you know, well, we hit the bad beat. So dealer got a nice big fat tip, and the table share for each of the other guys uh, was.
1: That's just if you were sitting at the table.
2: Yeah. If you were one of the, you know, I hit the bad beat and he, you know, uh, Marvin got the other half. So, you know, I got six figures, he got five, and then there was 60 left over divided by uh, seven guys. And so it was about 9,500 bucks, 6,500 after federal and state taxes. Hmm. So, not a bad payday. It just, it, it does change things, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was crazy. So, that's why I think the, the the poker thing, like, you know, Golden Nugget will set you up a table in a dealer if you just, you know, want to play a poker tournament type thing. Yeah. Uh, they got tournament chips and all that. So, that, they'll set that up for you if you want. You yeah. Just I, get I think sure we that. should.
1: I think we should. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's easier
2: than getting a table, You know, trying to yeah. butt your way into a table with six people. You know, I'll get you to hold on. To I'll
1: get you to hold on right yeah. there. We're on in 15 seconds. Super chat yeah. is open. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show. If you haven't yet already, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down. And don't forget after the show to leave a comment. It really helps with our algorithms. Mm-hmm. Here we go with the second half hour. Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate you. I want to remind you that if you missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky-Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue once again with our good friend Carter Bouchart, who is a researcher and author on the subject of Sasquatch. Coming out of Missouri, height unknown, weight unknown, but we still like him around here. Carter, welcome back.
2: Howdy. Glad to be back.
1: And remember, right before the break, we were talking about why are there more sightings around here? And I've got a little bit of theory I want to kind of punch off you, if you don't mind. And that would be, you know, during the COVID break, where travel restrictions were at an all-time high, people weren't going to Hawaii. They weren't going to Mexico. They weren't going to Disneyland or Europe or Australia or taking a cruise through the Caribbean. A lot of people spent a lot of money on the old-fashioned buy a truck, buy a travel trailer or a motorhome, and let's go back into the forest and recounting what they used to do in their youth, you know. And I think that's the main reason why we are seeing so many because a lot of people invested in themselves over COVID. And now you just can't give back a trailer if you if you got a, a payment on it or a truck for that oh. matter. No,
2: I, I don't disagree with that at all. I actually hadn't even thought about that. The COVID. I mean, I, I actually had one of my most memorable moments during COVID when I went back to uh, an area I led an expedition in in uh, Illinois uh, at the Trail of Tears. I went back during COVID, and there was nobody there. And, you know, the activity was awesome and it, you know, it was very enlightening, very enriching in, in, in a variety of ways. But, you know, I think another thing is, is that, you know, shows like this, people are hearing stuff and they're going, oh, well, let's call that guy. Oh, that's Uncle Tom had that happen back in 1942. Remember, he used to tell that story at Thanksgiving and, you know, people are starting to get the courage to come out and say it as long as they know they have a safe place to talk about it and you know i I think people are getting educated you know they've heard and seen things in the woods and you know uh, all of a sudden i I had somebody who had no idea that there was structures stick structures oh i've seen those all the time well do you know what they are well no well and I, i told her and she was like oh my god i see these all the time and they just don't even know people you know you see these crisscross limbs, or an X, or just, you know, the asterisk, or whatever you call them, and you think nothing of it, if you're just a casual camper, but if you're out in the woods, and you see these all the time, you go, God, it's kind of weird, just really crazy, weird stuff I'm seeing, that's just odd, but oh, well, let's let's go fishing, and you, you blow it off, but now people realize that some of the things they're seeing and hearing are not the normal creatures in the woods, they're other people there, and I do mean people, you know, so... Yeah, no, it's it, it's been a really uh, crazy year. Like I said, I've, I've picked up about a person a week who's called with something. And some of it is so bizarre, it can only be true because who can make that up, you know, unless they're related to Spielberg or something. They're, you know, you just know when people are sincere, you know, when they're telling you stuff, you know, you know, and you know when someone's BSing you too, you know. So, but it ha- has been, it's been a very active, year the, probably the most active in the last five for me anyway it's been, it's been fantastic you know and let you know you're on the right track too you
1: know yeah and i can understand that and, and appreciate it but i mean do the public really know what they're seeing how are they describing their encounters if they're first timers to this
2: well other than the road crossings, I won't even go with the road cross because 50% of all sighting reports or close to that are road crossings. And those are outstanding. They're incredible. If you've never seen a Sasquatch or experienced it or even heard about it, and you see one cross the road so vividly that is no mistaking what it is, that's awesome. But you know, the disappearing, the mind speak. The wood knocks, the clacking, the gibberish, the conversations, the the sounds like children chattering in the woods in the background, stuff like that. You know, well, is that a hyena? Is that a monkey? Is that a, what does that? Is that a, a fox? Well, who, who makes that kind of noise? It, it, they start, they're starting to ask themselves questions because they, I think people know when they're in the woods and even moderate, uh, moderate experience with you know forest life they know something's off you know they're starting to listen and you know the tv show shows like yours and other podcasts are educating people and telling them I they go well you remember last year at yosemite remember we thought we saw a bear walking upright but it was like 11 feet tall i mean yeah you know, people just start analyzing and going yeah, you know, they're paying attention to the surroundings is, is a lot of it too. So, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. I think people are really paying more attention because this is getting a foothold, you know, and with the UFO thing coming and going and having been exposed that they do know about UFOs. Well, now what about the Sasquatch thing? Well, I think they know about them too. I mean, why, why one and not the other? So I think people are just starting to, question what's being told and written and shown on TV shows, you know? So if there's UFOs and they lied to us, what about the rest of it? You know?
1: Well, I mean, when it comes to Sasquatch, I mean, we've done so many shows on Sasquatch this year that I think, uh, you know, a few people may be getting sick of the topic, but you know what? Hey, the demand and the numbers show that this is what people want to hear. And, you know, when I look at 2022, 2022, for the year of the Sasquatch, I see people seeing all sorts of creatures, small creatures, very tall creatures. They seem to be getting bigger in their reports. Is this just the human eye not understanding what they're seeing? Or are these Sasquatch literally getting larger?
2: I think they're just seeing them. I mean, you know, seeing them, like really seeing them, you know, uh, used to be six, seven foot, maybe, maybe eight. I'm getting 10, 12, you know, in Canada, you guys got giants. You're what, 12 to 15 feet up there. I mean, that, that seems to be a standard size, almost at least 10 to 11. Uh, so, but the, they you know, dog man, moth man, that stuff's coming through the roof. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. You know, I, I took uh, two dog man reports for the first time ever you know, and one was in 2019, and uh, two more were in 2020. So, but I mean, they're they're seeing them, and they're differentiating between the two beings, you know, Mothman, Dogman, Sasquatch, you know, there's some similarities, two arms, two legs, and a head, but you know, one has wings, one, you know, has a snout, and one has his legs backwards, I mean, so, but people are talking about it like it's okay to talk about it, like it's not taboo anymore, you know, which is, I think this is a really big thing. People are discussing it, you know, and although most people are still afraid to tell somebody because they don't want to get made fun of, but more are coming through, you know, and telling people, and you just can't ignore it. You know, after so many times you hear it, you go, there's got to be something here. There's got to be something to all of this, and there is, of course, you know. But uh, no, uh, it's it's been a fantastic year, you know. And you know, uh, uh, Lon Strickler up there uh, in Chicago area—I mean, they've got the Mothman and, and Dogman like it's crazy. It's like that's their home state, you know. So many reports coming out of there—it can't be imaginary. I mean, that's that's real stuff, you know. Whether there's a portal or a dimension or whatever attracts them to that area, but you know it's a it's a great awakening i think we're you know as a as a people and as a a, a mass you know education purpose we're all becoming this is sort of like a, a an age of knowing we're starting to know and think of other things that might be going on in the world you know and you know not all of it's you know spooky weird stuff some of it's good stuff you know but you know uh, the creatures where they all come from how come how come they're here all of a sudden well maybe they've been here all all along we just don't see him, you know, they interdimensional. Well, you'll never see him unless they want you to, you know? So it's a fantastic year. It's like Christmas every day for me. I love it.
1: One of the, one of the things that I have noticed this year, you know, and you know, I've, and my audience knows this, I have always kind of been on the woo aspect of what Bigfoot is. You know, I, I normally will say that I'm not sure what it is. However, I do believe there is something supernatural to the creature. And I, and I stand by those words. My, my yeah. curiosity to that, though, is this. It really seems that this year that many, many more researchers have turned from nuts and bolts and flesh and blood to believing there is something a little bit more uh, special about this creature. Why do you think there has been a real change of heart through 2022?
2: Well, a a big part of it is you can only explain so much with the dumb ape belief system. You know, it's just an ape. It's just an undiscovered ape. There's nothing else to it, and that's all there is to it. Well, it doesn't explain all the reports of disappearing into trees, mind speak, mental telepathy, you know, infrasound, all of that stuff that's going on. Uh, You can't explain that with a philosophy of it's just an undiscovered ape. Uh, You know, now, you know, part of me thinks, well, okay, uh, maybe you're going into shock. When you see one of these things, you get a little uh, PTSD, and I'm not, I'm not kidding, but you, know, you get a PTSD effect, and you see something that you're not prepared for or you don't believe in or you know does not exist because you're told they don't exist, and you see it you, oh, it, it just disappeared behind the tree it was talking to. You. you may go into some kind of shock, but that's not a whole lot of people. But I, I just think you, even the dumb apers, and they're grudgingly, coming over to the dark side so to speak you know you just can't explain the myriads of reports that are coming in with this bizarre behavior with just it's just a dumb
5: are you a jeep owner or do you want to come watch a jeep parade either way west baton rouge has you covered friday december 2nd it's the jingle jeep parade fun for all ages. Deadline to register is November 30th. For details or to register, visit westbatonrouge.net. Don't miss the Jingle Jeep Parade in West Baton Rouge. Come for the parade, stay for all the lights and fun. Visit westbatonrouge.net today and join in the fun for the Jingle Jeep Parade.
0: Feeling stuck when it comes to writing? Jasper is an AI writing assistant that helps you break through writer's block Create vlogs, social content, add variations, really anything you can imagine, much faster than you would on your own. With Jasper's text-to-image generator, you can even create original art. Convey your best ideas better and faster with Jasper. No more blank pages or unfinished pieces. Try Jasper for free at jasper.ai today.
2: Now you can go to the city zoo and see a dumb ape. Well, they're not a dumb ape, but they're an ape. You can go to a zoo and see one. Well, people look at that eight and go, well, they can't possibly have, I mean, they're just, they're ugly and big and brutish and they they can't possibly have any intellect as far as stuff that I'm being told. So no, they're, that's not it. There's something else. Well, ditch that mentality because they are smart. They are highly intelligent. They're more intelligent than we are. I mean, you know, all the stuff you're hearing, there's big shreds of truth in there. We've just been, told for so long that these things, uh, if they do exist at all, cannot possibly have any more intelligence than we humans. Why? Really? You know, but it's baloney, you know, uh, you just have to wrap your head around the fact that they possibly have far more intellect, have far more skill sets uh, than we are even willing to accept. I accepted, I, I experienced them. you know, I had a mental vision the other night when I was laying in bed, you know, and it was just out of nowhere. And it's the same group showing me things. It's crazy that someone hearing this is going, well, you're nuts. Were you tripping? you, you know, take some drugs before you went to bed? I mean, what, what, what do you mean you're seeing stuff? Well, they show me things. You know, that's how my group communicates with me. They, sh- they show me things. And whether you can buy into that or not, I, I can't help you. But <laughs> it's true. You know, it, it's true. And so, uh, you know, I think people are just slowly, and I, there's a few guys that are converse, but they, they don't tell you yet. They're, they're, they're keeping it secret, but they're going, tell me more, explain some of that. And so they're asking questions that that's all I need to hear is that, uh, uh, an Aper only is now asking questions. You know, I said, well, I can't prove it. I can't disprove it, but this is what happened. And And so if you see me as an intelligent person, or your wife or your spouse telling you something that they experienced. And before that, you go, that's baloney. But if somebody you know and love and cherish sees that, what are you going to do? You're going to call them nuts? You know, you want to sleep on the sofa the rest of your life? (laughs) You know, but but that's the whole thing is that, you know, uh, people can be damaged by, being ridiculed, especially by people close to you. Well, you can also help them grow by being open-minded and at least listening to it and go, well, I married this guy, I married this woman 20 years ago. They haven't done anything weird up to this point. Why start now? This, there might be something to this, you know. You just, just got to have an open mind. Uh, open mind does not mean you believe. You just consider it. That's all you got to do is consider it. And nobody has to know. It'd be a secret Nobody has to know that you're looking at the woo side, you know. I think that, that that's a lot of it. People are slowly going, oh, okay, that might make sense. Oh, that makes sense. You know, well, yeah. No, I don't believe that. But, oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's a lot of it. That's from my end, you know, as a researcher.
1: No, and I can see that. I think that's that's a very respectable answer, you know. But why the change of heart, though? You know you you know you mentioned that there are many on the on the flesh and blood side that are now coming over more to the woo side is it because they just can't deny what has been happening yeah. is is it yeah. is it that simple
5: yeah
2: it, it really is because you know we're all moderately intelligent to very intelligent you know as researchers and you know radio hosts and investigators and all that. We we have a decent amount of intelligence. So when you see and hear things and you're you're denying it mostly because you're taught from the day you're born that none of this can happen. There's no UFOs, there's no Bigfoot, there's no Mothman. Oh wait, we lied, there are UFOs. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. Once you come to grips with the fact that you've maybe been uh, baptized the wrong way, or educated in a certain way that makes you think a certain way, and you realize that wait, well, some of that that did happen. I, I've got a good. You, you just can't deny it anymore. You you can until the cows come home if you're just you know adamant that I'm never going to change. I'll never believe any of this crap because it's baloney. Nothing like this can happen. But if you just look at yourself in the mirror and go, you know, some of this is interesting i have had a couple of researchers call me and they're going well tell me and they want to know what changed it for me you know so well i, I just saw one disappear literally disappear when i do on thermal he just turned he just turned himself off he was gone he just poof, a flash and he was gone well, what do you do with that my equipment's fine i'm not stoned or drunk i'm not on any kind of mind altering drugs so why did I see that? You know, and you can't hallucinate if, uh, unless you have paranoid schizophrenia or schizophrenia, those mental deficiencies can cause you to hallucinate and actually see things that are not there. Uh, But other than mind altering drugs, you can't just see something that's not there. PTSD might cause some of that. So you have to go, well, I'm an intelligent guy. So what, how come I can't explain this? My dumb egg thing doesn't work. I mean, it, it, and so some people are just, they're coming over because they just, they can't, they don't even know why they don't believe. They just know they've never believed since they were a kid. You know, I don't believe in that stuff. I've never seen one. You know, how many hundreds have you talked to that said, well, I've been in these woods 30, 40 years, something like that existed. I'd have seen it and I had never seen it. So it doesn't exist. All of a sudden you get a phone call. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, I think I saw something so their world changes and it is, it happens that fast, you know, and it's an awesome thing. You know, you just have to let your pride go and, and admit that maybe you were mistaken. That's all there is to it. It's not that big a deal for some people. It is, you know,
1: Oh, I hear you. I hear you all too well, but the curiosity, Carter is still there. The curiosity on trying to figure out, I mean, we're no closer to what, what we are figuring this creature out as we were in the, in the thirties, forties, 50s 60s and 70s right you know through all the the legendary researchers whether it was albert osman whether it was renee de or or john green or or may whoever else it might have been
2: Hmm. yeah well it's because we're running up against a stone wall uh the government the lumber and paper companies you know uh, i got a good story from them um, a family in Washington State. Um, in fact, I'm going to be talking to her in about a week uh, about something she saw accidentally uh, in uh, Washington State uh, regarding lumber companies trying to build bridges, and somebody somebody is keeps tearing the bridges down, so they can't go back and uh, work the lumber in the deep, deep forest up in a certain area and she was privy to reports and they just would not say the s word but they said everything but the s word you know sasquatch about what was tearing up their construction projects because the problem was uh there was a lot of uh trespassing on their land by uh the big lumber trucks and so they put up a big stink and said, we don't want you trespassing on our property. Well, we have to, because it saves us 20 miles. Well, no, you're not gonna do it. We're not giving you permission, and they filed a suit and they can't do it. So they started trying to build bridges. Well, when the bridge got to a certain point of construction, they were destroyed. The pillars, the concrete pillars, any and all, anything they could tear up, they tore it up and stopped construction to the point they just quit trying and they went another way around which cost them about another 50 miles to go way around to get to where they had to go because the public didn't want them on their property so stuff like that she had accidental access to this document and she's reading she's going oh my god you know she's going to take out her phone and take a picture but she couldn't do it because she's afraid she'd get caught because she somebody showed it to her thinking she was somebody else and She wasn't who they thought she was. She, they thought she was a friend of the governor. So she's reading all this stuff. So that's a lumber and paper companies. Intentionally deceiving. And she knows that, you know, what she was reading, there was more to it, but she didn't have access to that. And so, but it, it alluded to some unknown something was destroying the bridges and it wasn't indigenous peoples. It was... They were alluding. They they just wouldn't say, but it said everything but the word Sasquatch that they were turning. So they know. And so we're we're at a roadblock. The government, lumber, paper, everybody else, science, they block us at every turn. So no matter what we see or think or believe, they're going to deny it. And they've got the power. They've got the knowledge. And knowledge is power and power corrupts. So, you know, we're stuck. You know, we're stuck just going, well, I, I know I saw one. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but they don't exist. We don't have one on a slab. They do not exist, so you didn't see. Whatever you saw was something else. Okay. Okay. We'll believe that. So, we're we're fighting a a hidden battle with data, and they will do like they did with the UFOs, and they'll tell us when they just can't lie anymore. When we've got too much information, we've got too much equipment, you know, like thermal cameras, and uh, And all kinds of equipment, DNA, where we're doing that kind of stuff, where they just can't lie anymore.
1: You know, so... Well, on that note, I'm going to get you to hold on right there because we are going to go to break here at the top of the hour. Carter Bouchard, author, 10-year-long Sasquatch researcher, checking out why Sasquatch is still the king of hide-and-seek. We will be back... With more Cryptid Talks with Carter Bouchard. When we return, we're going to talk more Sasquatch. I also want to hear about these Dogman reports that he got. We'll be right back, everyone. Stay tuned. Space Now Radio's Hour 2 is next.
2: Did I send you the picture of the Dogman let me check. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let me see.
1: I sent you a bunch of pictures. Um,
2: I'm going to see here.
1: Send me that, and uh, Dirty Filth is going to take over the cartoonage here. It's all on you right now, Dirty Filth. Showing up late for work. <coughs> A
6: wizard always shows up precisely when he means to. Or whatever the quote is. But Look at that. Hello, Carter. How are you tonight? I'm stunning. Excellent.
2: That's, that's close. Well,
6: yeah. Well, well, I can't, can't really see it too well right now, but... Oh, I'm, I'm drawing... I'm drawing the grump ape because it's it's a play on the I'll wait for the paint to dry here it's a play on the skunk ape because they always seem to be more rowdy than their Pacific Northwest counterparts yeah they are so I figure why would they be grumpy well sweaty lives in a swamp smells bad he doesn't even lift because they're always apparently scrawny. Doesn't lift up those, you know. He doesn't, and he skips leg and everything. So he's he's just basically like a scrawny grumpy guy. But yeah, living in a swamp. I mean, he's I'd got the blue eyes. Swamp. He's
2: got the blue eyes. I've seen yellow, and I've seen red and white. I haven't seen blue. I have heard of blue.
6: Uh, hmm. I always just decided my yeah. I never really figured out the skunk ape eyeball color. But I always pick the Sasquatch normally when I draw them with blue eyeballs. Yeah. Because the uh, Pacific Northwest guys seem a little more friendly than...
2: Yeah. The no, I, I, my, my eyes are blue, so I, I relate to that. I relate to that. Maybe
6: you get a little Sasquatch blood in you.
2: I may have. Um, i got to find a picture here for Dave. No, that, that's good artwork. It always amazes me that somebody can draw. It's just... And I can't. You know, it's just, I I had to, I tried to draw a Sasquatch for somebody the other day because the lady's going to do some artwork for me. And it looked like a a dwarf T-Rex. I just, I I just can't draw. I could see it in my head, but I cannot put it on paper.
6: Well, don't feel bad because every time I'm trying to draw something, it never comes out the way I see it in my mind, but I guess it comes out pretty good. But yeah. that's the curse of somebody that can, that is kind of, a, has artistic ability. Sometimes, most of the time, you're never really happy with it. It's, you can always see your own imperfection. Everyone always says, well, it looks really good. And yeah. here's me. I go, oh, I just, oh, I just could have done so much better.
2: But, but why? Why do it better? I mean, you you're, that's your work. That's what comes out of you. That's out of your essence. So that's, you know. I like that stuff it's it's almost a uh, cartoony he's got the extra big hands and of course he's got the really big feet you
6: know and and the stink lines I forget who it was somebody I think it was maybe brown dwarf he mentioned when I was drawing the skunk ape if he's going to be stinky he has to have the stink lines and some flies on him so
1: <laughs> I
6: it's, I watched way too much Looney Tunes when I was a kid so it's kind of rubbed off on me
2: so did I Okay, here, I'm going to send Dave a picture, and I'm going to send him, uh, let's see, I'm going to send him this one, Here we
7: go,
6: he's got it. Let's hope he doesn't get abducted by aliens or stolen by a sasquatch. Are you self-taught? I I've, yeah, I've, well, I've always read art books and everything. Yeah, I've just drawn, kind of, yeah, influenced by a million types of artists. Yeah, watercolor. Ralph Bakshi's my fa- or Milo Minar is my favorite watercolor artist and overall artist Ralph Bakshi he did the Lord of the Rings cartoon back in the day and Fritz the Cat And
2: um, I um, love Fritz anyway. the Cat that was awesome, I love Fritz the Cat
6: Robert Crumb was so upset with that adaptation he killed off Fritz the Cat, the character did he? yes, but also Robert Crumb's kind of a weirdo so yeah, I've, I've kind of read into that guy he's interesting, yeah. apparently a shyster hello blob Hey
1: boys! Hello, Dave. Let's say hello to Nick Nack, Kevin Clark, and who else has joined us here late? Uh, Robert Lamoth, Little Timmy Senor, <clears throat> and I think that's it.
5: I sent you the Lily pitch, Pond.
1: Dave. Yes, I got them. Thank you. I want to say a big thank you to Ghost uh, Dragon, Uh, Monica, hello, but thank you Ghost Dragon for kicking off the Super Chat tonight, it's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis, thank you so much. Hi Nell in the UK, good morning to you, and don't forget, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumb sideways. If you're new, hit subscribe. We're really trying to hit uh, 20,000 subscribers by the end of the year. We're over 19,400. Help us out if you can. That would be great. Here we go with our number two, everyone. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. And on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America. Digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davy the favor, hit that subscribe button. The desert clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Mandorla, Mandorla is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers. As the clam sets the password each and every night, right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Pooh's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Hey, let's continue on with the Sasquatch Talk, encrypted talk tonight. Our good friend Carter... Bouchart is here all the way from Missouri. He's an author and researcher of over 10 years of experience out in the field. He's investigated more than 200 cases of people who've had eyewitness encounters with spooky creatures in the forest. Carter, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me. Nobody else
1: will. I love it. <laughs> You're ours. Cool. You're all ours, my friend. You're all ours. Yes. We appreciate you coming on in. Now, you have taken a numerous amount of Sasquatch uh, information over the last couple of years, but this year you got a couple of of reports of these Dogman sightings. I mean, this is rare for you. Tell us what happened here.
2: Well, you want to pop that photo up?
1: I'm going to in a, in a moment here, but I want to. Yeah. We, we're going to have to describe it for our radio audience here. Okay,
2: so uh, I led an expedition for BFRO 2019, Illinois, and uh, I was going through the town, little bitty little bitty town. Hit the uh, you know the mom and pop restaurants, trying to find people that had seen or heard something or knew of a really spooky area to go. So, uh, the guy that owned the liquor store in town said, I've got a friend who is having problems with Sasquatch on his property. It scared his family, It scared his family so bad his daughter moved out of the house. So I said, well, I think I probably need to talk to that person. So, uh, he arranged it. We went out there and, uh, it was not, uh, a Sasquatch. There was what he described and his daughter described uh, as a dog man. Now I sent you this photo, which is black and white. And I sent a color one. Uh, they, uh, they had a locust tree in the backyard. And something, once a month, would come out and just attack this tree, just tear it apart, rip it. The-
5: Are you a Jeep owner? Or do you want to come watch a Jeep parade? Either way, West Baton Rouge has you covered. Friday, December 2nd, it's the Jingle Jeep Parade. Fun for all ages. Deadline to register is November 30th. For details or to register, visit westbatonrouge.net. Don't miss the Jingle Jeep Parade in West Baton Rouge. Come for the parade, stay for all the lights and fun. Visit westbatonrouge.net today and join in the fun for the Jingle Jeep Parade. What if a school
4: could be there for all of you? Career, family, finances, and mental health. Well, it can. National University, supporting the whole you. Learn more at nu.edu.
2: Branches off, just was clawing at it. It was just really bizarre. And it was like just getting his frustrations out. And then it disappeared. And they thought it was a Sasquatch because they never got a good look at it. But his daughter got fed up with it one night. So she goes outside, grabs a camera, goes outside, and she sees this kind of shape blob over by the tree and she gets the camera up and is lifting it up to take the photo when just as she was going to take the photo its hand because it was coming into view it was mostly invisible it was just a blob this is the picture she took i turned it to black and white on that other one just so i could try to get some uh some detail but you can see the shoulder You can see a chest. You can see a strange snout and nose. It was just bizarre. And the uh, flash on the camera to the left is from her camera reflecting off the uh, uh, window on the house. So uh, the other picture I sent you, I just cut that part off because it just kind of gets in the way of looking. But it caught its hand, she thinks, in the strap on the camera. And just as she was clicking, it jerked it so she took the picture but it came out not as clear as she wanted but this thing was i don't know 10 12 feet away from her it was coming into view as soon as she saw that she got the hell out of there and she moved out within a month they threw the camera in a drawer because they're devoutly religious people so they threw the camera in the drawer so we don't want to we don't want to deal with that. It's evil. It's nasty. We don't want anything to do with it. We'll just forget it. You know, four years later, she asks about, did you all ever develop the picture? And they said, well, yeah, we did. And so they took it to Walmart. They just took the whole camera. They didn't even realize it was a, a digital camera. They thought it had film in it. That's, that's how uh, unsophisticated they are technology wise. You know, the real nice folks, but the definite rural, rural farm dwellers, and they backed up to you uh, know the uh, Trail of Tears. Uh, there's a national forest down there, and part of it is the Trail of Tears. That, uh, uh, anyway, so that was the story. It's still coming into shape, and I can't really make out what it is, but it's something, you know. And these people are just like down-home people. The, the wife would not even come near any of it. She didn't want to talk to anybody about any of this. You know, it bothers her to this day. I'm sure they just can't handle it. But I just thought it was an interesting photo and the story that went with it. And they didn't want anything. They thought it was a Sasquatch and they looked at it and, and, and they didn't have negatives or anything. All They threw everything away because it was evil. And so I had to take a picture of, of a picture. So I had to lay this photograph down on the front seat of my car and take four or five shots until I got one that I liked. Uh, it was just bizarre, with the story that went with it and it was attacking this tree. Uh, I got a bunch of uh, photos of the tree too. And it has been torn to heck. It was just like, why? But it was, you know, if you know anything about a locust tree, they got thorns on them that are six inches long. And it's not like, you know, it's not like a maple tree. It's a nasty, nasty tree. You know, they got them in Texas, where I'm from. It's just, it's horrible. They're they're terrible to get caught up in and all that. So anyway, that was just an interesting uh, photo. I'm glad I got it. I, I I can't make it. It looks like something with a long snout and a big nose. It looks like Jimmy Durante on steroids or something. It's just bizarre. What do you What do you make of it? anything? I mean, I, you...
1: I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. The color photo here. That I see, to me, I mean, if I, if I were to pl- put my skeptical hat on here, I would say mm-hmm. that it almost looks like something in the sky, like clouds or or something. Not knowing the situation, just looking, yeah. just looking at the uh, at the photo. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know that would be my skeptical side, but I don't think a lot of skeptics go and get the backstory on a lot of these photo evidence. And once again, it's a terrible photo. No, no offense. Uh, it it is a terrible photo, but there, I mean, my problem is I could see this being a pareidolia photo.
2: Could be. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and, uh, I just don't know. Uh, if this is a, a picture of the sky with clouds, if the, I, mean, I could see a shoulder, I could see a chest, uh, I could see a snout, I could see where an eyeball would be, I could see yeah. where the conical-shaped head is, which could be a forehead leading up to ears, but that yeah. might be what my eyes want me to see too.
2: Yeah, your 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 eyes will fill in the blanks because that's we, we try to make sense of something we can't make sense of. You know, you can see my thumb. I'm holding the photo up while I'm taking a picture of it because you know you can see the the forest on the backside because uh, that's how I had to get a picture of it because. Uh, but it was just uh, uh, the story. If you saw the look on the faces, I mean, they were just like mortified. And the, like I say, the wife wouldn't even come near. She didn't want to talk about it. It was evil and satanic. And she, you know, and they believe the daughter and she saw it. And that's her, that's the daughter story. Neither the, the father or the, the wife, the mother saw this. They just got the photo from the camera. So, but you know, most dog dog man photos aren't even this clear, but they're, more obviously, looking like a dog man. This is just their interpretation of what she saw, and she swears it jerked the camera with the strap. And you know, it for just you know, typical rural farm folk. You know, that's a pretty elaborate story. So that's the story that goes with it. You know, I, you know, I, it's it is what it is. But you know, I've taken uh, you know since that day in 2019, I've taken two other uh, Sasquatch. Reports that had dogman in with them, one after the other. They didn't see him together, but they were one sighting after the other on the same evening. As soon as the Sasquatch disappeared, then they saw as they were leaving, hauling ass out of there. They saw uh, what they claimed to, uh, was a dogman, and the guy had described it with the, you know the backward legs and everything. You know, it was that Brendan Fraser movie. Whatever, what do you call that? You know that 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 thing. Well, well, it's a dog, man. It's a, it's a, a, it's whatever they call it. Encino man. Huh? Encino man. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, so, but what do you do with something like that? That's all I got. And that's all you get. And that's, you know, you just have to kind of go with the story. You know, I I don't believe they would intentionally, uh, these people deceive me, but they might, you know, wouldn't try to sell me something. Did not want his name on anything, he didn't want any attention whatsoever. He just thought I'd find it interesting. So, and that's part of the problem with Sasquatch encrypted research in general. The photos are crappy, eighty percent of the time. You know, they're just not good. You know, this well, is what well, you get.
1: Let's get to that. Why do why do we have such a horrific time in trying to land nice photos? of these creatures?
2: Well, most of the photos you see are not from people who are out looking for them, staging an area with fixed cameras, not trail cameras, but, you know, put a camera in a blind. I mean, you're not, they're not out trying to film them. You see when you go, Oh my God, Oh my God. You fumble for your phone. Your hands are shaking. You click. Well, what are you going to get? You are going to get a blob squash. I mean, that's just what happens. You know, uh, I had a, uh, photographer for Texas Monthly Magazine. Huge magazine in Texas. It's one of the biggest around. It's a very very uh, illustrious magazine. He was sent to the Sam Houston State Forest to take pictures of a certain species of pine tree uh, so they could get the uh, the sun setting and getting just getting a, a, a shot of this kind of rare pine tree that is beautiful and he, he was sent out there to get pictures. While he was waiting in this clear cut for the sun to get to a certain level in the sky he's a photographer with two cameras one on his hand and one around his neck a spare professional guy always does that long story short he sees a sasquatch it comes out of the woods and then goes back in the woods and he's fumbling for his camera then after he gets his photos of this tree he's standing there just admiring it and checking his photos he hears something behind him and he sees Another Sasquatch, maybe the same one because it was in a clear cut. Could have doubled back. It was picked up a tree and threw it out into the clearing. It was behind him. He's standing there with a camera around his neck and one in his hand. And he's just so dumbfounded. This is a professional photographer. He's been all over the world. He's taken photos in war-torn countries. I mean, he's a professional photographer, you know, big-time guy. He couldn't get a picture. He was just too shocked. He's standing right there with it in his hand and one on his neck. And he said, "Uh, Oh my God. That's what happens. He's a professional. Imagine, you know, Johnny and Mary camper, you know, trying to get a cell phone out and get a picture, you know, that's why we get garbage, you know, I that, that that's why, because no one's prepared. You're you're literally in shock, and you can even barely even think about to pull out the. It, it, some I know people that had a phone in their hand, couldn't do it. They're too busy, like they're just shocked. There's no other real excuse,
1: you know. And I want to I want to agree with you there. And a couple of years ago, I went to get some firewood. My buddy Mike and I were going out in the forest. It's about eleven a.m. on a Sunday morning. And it's it's uh, foggy out and it's cloudy and it's it's a cool crisp morning, and as we are coming up the logging road, the biggest lynx cat that I have ever seen hmm. walks right in the middle of the road. I stop my truck. I'm driving, and all of a sudden, my entire my entire hands are shaking. Because I want to get a picture of this Lynx so bad, and my hands are shaking because I can't get my phone to open. I can't. And the yeah. Lynx is standing there right in the middle of the road for about 20, 30 seconds before I I swear to God it, it telepathically communicated with me and said, "Really, are you this much of an idiot? I'm giving you the great photo that you want? I'm standing right here, I'm not moving." You're just wasting my time. And and then he walked off into the ditch. And finally, yeah. after he walked off into the ditch and started to go in the trees, I finally got my phone to photograph to the camera. I opened up the window. I yell out the window. I said, hey, puss, do you mind if I take a picture of you? And he turned and looked at me and I was able to get the blob, the Blobsquatch Lynx photo.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It was ridiculous.
2: All the preparedness you might think you have, you don't have in a high pressure moment. I, I will probably do the same because I'll be wanting to savor the moment and burn it into my retinas for posterity. And the picture is an afterthought, you know, because I, you're just so enamored with you know that lynx is sitting there. Hey, big boy. couldn't do it it's 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 just the human nature because when you see something you're not expecting and that maybe you don't even believe in in the first place then you are seeing it you're 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 not on thinking of minutiae like taking a photo you're absorbing it so i can tell the grandkids and i know i saw this and this is real and now i'm a convert you know everything but taking the picture is on your mind it's just crazy You know, and theory is that if they can change their vibrational frequency, all they got to do is tweak themselves just a little bit. You might have a clear shot of a Sasquatch and it comes out blurry because they are morphing themselves, you know, just ever so slightly. So it is blurry. You know, they might actually know what they're doing when they do that. You know, that's a theory, but that could be another reason why it was... I had the phone. I was just standing. Click. It was there. It's perfect. And it's blurry. I don't know. I I guess I've got to get a red circle and make it look like everybody else's garbage. You know, it's just, it's just funny, but it's part of the
1: human condition.
2: You know, you're not ready for something. You're not ready for it. Even though you think you're ready. Like that photographer, (laughs) world renowned photographer with two cameras on him, one in his hand, one around his neck. Couldn't snap a photo of a Sasquatch. Just if that guy can't do it, nobody can.
1: You know, no. I, I mean, I, I fully understand and can appreciate. The, you know the the thinking about that. I think mm-hmm. I think that is uh, very smart. It's very it's very understanding as to why that is happening. I mean, but for you understanding the reasoning behind the photographs like this, the blurry ones you know, the the idea that these creatures have never given off good video. Not everybody's a bad photographer. Not everybody's a bad photographer. But why do you think it, it continues to happen uh, regarding this? Do you think that these creatures, doesn't matter whether it's Dogman, Bigfoot, gnomes, little people, or whatever, uh, fairies, do you think, Carter, that they have some sort of innate ability or natural ability to be able to, to block any type of electronic signal.
2: Yeah, I do. Same way they can uh, suck the batteries dry on a, a trail camera, brand new batteries. you know and here's the here's theory it goes way back. Uh, when the Native Americans uh, first had regular interactions with the white man, we wanted to take pictures they were mortified the camera that I will steal your soul. So hear me out, you know, the, the Sasquatch people, forest people and native Americans, indigenous peoples in Canada, native Americans here had symbiotic relationships. I think I believe and it's reported way, 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 way back that they had relationships, they traded uh, food and uh, other types of, you know, Uh, not arms, but, you know, animals and stuff. They, They traded with them until a white man came along and they left. But the Native Americans were petrified of a camera. And now when you hear about the Sasquatch seeing a box with an eyeball on it in the woods and they shy away from it or your batteries suddenly go dead or there's a picture of a deer, 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 then three blank frames, then same pictures of the same deer, bam, 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 bam. They can shut them things down if they want. They can interfere with the electronic signal. I I firmly believe they can. They can change their vibrational frequency. They can mess with the magnetic field. They can do anything. And you just have to have an open mind to think about that. But if they can do that, and if they still have a vestige of the memory of, the native Americans discussing that that camera steals your soul because when they, you know, the, the white man took a photo and showed it to them, they were, they hated it. It was evil. They they didn't like it. So if I think they had a relationship and I do, and a lot of people will tell you that they did, that they may have picked that up or oh, they may know what it is anyway. I think now they just know what a trail camera is, you know, deer, other animals see them and sniff them out and they know what they are. You know, the, especially the ones where you have the infrared trigger, you know, uh, I use a couple of cameras, Reconyx. They're a black flash. Other than when you turn it on, it beeps three times red. Otherwise there's no infrared signal. There's no nothing. It's a black flash as they call it. That's 600 bucks for one trail camera, but gives nothing away. Doesn't let you know there. You know what I've gotten with it? Zero, <laughs> you know, because they still know it's a camera. They still know it's an eyeball on a box, on a tree. It's you know like somebody putting a trail camera in your living room, you know, forest is their home they they know that human just stuck a box with an eyeball on it on my tree well i'm not going near that tree so you're just not gonna get any photos or i'm gonna suck the batteries dry you know which may be an inconsequential uh result of vibrational frequency manipulation you know it could be they're not even doing that intentionally just when they come and they go they appear and disappear perhaps that sucks the energy out of the general area. If there's a camera there, it's going to lose its battery charge. So, you know, it's all kinds
1: of theories. But, uh, you know, I think they can turn that stuff on or off, quite frankly. Well, we'll never know. And when we come back from the break, we're going to hear your favorite stories of 2022. Carter Bouchard, our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio, and his favorite stories of his investigations for this past year. He's an author, he's a researcher, he's a hell of a poker player. Carter Bouchard returns on Spaced Out Radio for another 30 minutes here on the Mighty SOR. Stay tuned right after this.
2: That drawing got better and better.
1: Well, let's take a look at what the dirt is doing here. Grump Ape.
6: Oh, what? Hold on a sec here. I got the old, the old booster seat.
2: Ah, oh, Grump Ape!
1: That's clever. There kind of ape, but
6: oh, holy. What a mess.
1: You're loud. There we go. Why'd you mute? Well, there's Grumpy. I lost the... I hear him. By the way, I lost my
6: pen lid. I'm swearing.
1: By the way, uh, there has been a couple calls for Blob to show up tonight, filth. <clears throat> I gotta go find the Blob. I'll go find the Blob. Yeah. People love the Blob around here. People love the blob.
2: So, what do you think, Dave, about the batteries and the the trail cameras and all of that? Does any of that? Uh,
1: oh, I think there is-, is. I think there is something completely supernatural about it. I do. Yeah. What it yeah. is, I don't know. I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. But I'm not far off to sit there and say that this is a be all and end all you know i mean that's what i i am fearful of saying you know i mean you have to have i think what happens is a lot of people in this field and you know and our listeners here are pretty damn smart dude
5: are you a jeep owner or do you want to come watch a jeep parade either way west baton rouge has you covered friday december 2nd it's the jingle jeep parade fun for all ages deadline to register is november 30th for details or to register visit westbatonrouge.net don't miss the jingle jeep parade in west baton rouge come for the parade stay for all the lights and fun visit westbatonrouge.net today and join in the fun for the jingle jeep parade
4: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
1: As you know, you've been around them enough. They're smart, smart people. And the one thing I love about our, our listeners is they really use their own discernment for figuring out what is going on. And I don't think a lot of researchers these days are truly using their own discernment, not skepticism, but discernment on trying to figure out the abilities of these creatures.
2: Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that.
1: Um, Got a foxtail?
6: You get a blob and a Sasquatch.
1: Come on, give us blob again, man. We need more blob.
6: She's struggling in her way over. There hey, you go. Hey, blob! Blob, you're famous, apparently.
1: There you go. Doesn't even care. Doesn't even oh, care. It's cat. Yeah. Yeah, look at the chat room. Everybody's all about the blob in the chat room.
2: I sent you another couple of pictures, Dave. I don't know if you have time for it.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll put these up. Our fans, okay, I can finish our,
6: the rest of this drawing now.
1: Our fans feel good. If you check the the uh, uh, the chat room here, look at this filth. Look at this. There's oh. Super Duke, Super Duke, kicking it off. Then Pam Smith. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot Rob was in there. I saw that. And then
6: uh, my pal Bigfoot Rob.
1: Nicky is like all about Blob, and then Blob Squatch. And then uh, Team Blob. And then Bob for Blob for President. Hey, Blob. <laughs>
6: yeah, she was found found half frozen to death in a hay bale. Yep.
2: Oh, you did a good thing.
6: It was Mrs. Filth.
2: Oh. Well, she did a good thing. Well, you picked her.
6: Rumor has it that she ate some of her siblings as well. Oh. So there's a dark side to it. That's why I always sleep with one eye open when Blob's near me.
2: Yeah, if your wife is uh, likely to take a bite out of you, I'd keep an eye open,
1: too. Look at Von Patrick <laughs> dropping a Blob Woo. That's nice.
2: ape.
1: I like that. All right, guys, we got uh, 30 seconds. Thank you to Ghost Dragon for the only super chat we've got tonight. We really do appreciate the love and support. Uh, If we could get over 100 likes on this one or 100 thumbs up, we'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, do us a favor after the show. Give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, or hit subscribe if you're new. We're trying to hit 20,000 subscribers by the end of December. Here we go, everyone. We passed the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you all with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate you. want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davy the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Pooh's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on tonight till the top of the hour, talking Sasquatch, Bigfoot, and Cryptid Encounters. Author and researcher Carter Bouchart is here. Carter, welcome back. Thank you. 2022, what's your favorite story? My
2: favorite story uh, is the guy up in your neck of the woods, uh, David Allen, Uh, Caramius, is that the name of the city? Caramius. Caramius, yeah. Potato, potato. Anyway, uh, he had things going on for about 35, 40 years, but he was too busy too wrapped up in his own life to really be paying attention. He just thought there was just weird things happening. And he happened to be, he never put a Sasquatch with this. So anyhow, one night he's laying in bed in his cabin. Now his cabin, uh, was built on a deck. In other words, the decking was huge and it also was the floor for the inside of the cabin. So that comes into play. So he's laying in bed and, He hears something outside, he hears creaking, and he feels the vibration. Something is walking on his deck, and the boards are kind of buckling. And so he's going, well, that can't be. So he looks out, and all he sees is a black ball of fur, and it slowly morphs into gray, and then it turns into... A female Sasquatch. And he's looking at this and going, what? What? It, it, it looked like she was like a like pig pen. You know, it was just this ball of gnats and fur. It was just flying. It was just going around a little circle. Well, what we decided was that it was coming into view. It was coming in uh, from another dimension or another portal. And it was coming into a physical view. And so he watched her. As she did this, very uh, at first it seemed like it was erotic. It was an erotic dance. She was showing herself. She was dancing. She was curtsying. It was, but it was all this kind of theatrical slow motion ballet. It was like a, a ritualistic kind of dance. And then, while she's doing that, she sees he sees something out of the side of his eye. And it's a giant Sasquatch, about 11 foot tall. It had to duck under the eaves of his cabin to get under the cabin, to get under the eaves. It had to duck. It was stooped over. And that's why he saw him because he, he was ducking his head down f- from not bumping on the eaves. Long story short, they get face to face. He's looking at him through the window in his cabin. I mean, he's like two feet away. And he starts talking to him. This is not a man. This is not man. And he's he's saying it sounds this is not man. This is not man. What I'm doing, this is not man. He we never really made sense of that. But David wanted to go lay back down, and the, the creature said, Nope, you stop. And He put his hands out in front of him, and then he put them down toward the earth, and he bent his head down, and then when he bent his head back up, his eyeballs were totally white, and then they filled up with like a spark, and then he reached over, put his hand through the window on David's forehead, knocked him out, just like that. He was having an out-of-body experience. He was watching his body. He crumpled. He thought he was dead. And he was just looking at it. And then he starts hearing a voice, the female voice, stop, stop. She was telling the other creature to stop. Get up, get up, get up. And finally, he gets back down into his body, and he feels like he's back in his body. That is just the most, and there's like 10 stories like that in the book. It's just mind-boggling. He'd done uh, Sasquatch Chronicles. I think they kind of laughed him off. He tried to get on another show. They would just, nobody would talk to him because it was so bizarre. But, you know, I've come to talk to the guy, and he's legit as heck, you know. uh, And he's been on a couple other shows, and the stories he told me are exactly what he told uh, Sibylla Irwin. She has her own show, uh, Sketching Encounters, on YouTube. She does a lot of Bigfoot drawings. So that was just, and it, it, all the other stories that go with it uh, are all quantum mechanics, science, math, whatever you want to do. That's it's just mind-boggling. There's a lot more to it, but it's that's the gist of it. This creature, and we decided that she was doing a dance because she was coming of age. She was a, you know, she looked like a young teen. So we deduced from all the movements that there was just the coming of age dance that wasn't erotic. She was just fertile and a lot of cultures have stories in, you know, like your sweet sixteen and stuff like that. You know, and a lot of, you know, African tribes have, you know, you gotta show your manhood, become a man, become a woman, you know, go out and do something, kill a lion with a with a stick, that kind of stuff. So we decided this was the coming of age and she was just doing this interpretive dance because she was officially a woman in the Sasquatch world. Uh, We just came up with that because, you know, we couldn't infer that there was any kind of sexual connotation to it, but it was her blossoming and becoming a woman. And she was doing this dance for him. And then the creature uh, got ticked off because he wanted to lay down and go back to bed. Because he wasn't sure what he was seeing, he was. I, I, I can't handle this. He's want to lay down. No, you don't lay down. You get up. And so he zapped him. And, and so that that just sounds like Star Trek. But that's my favorite story because it really happened. You just, <laughs> you know, people are going, uh huh. But you know, if you look at all his stories in context. It all makes sense. You know, the things that he saw him and his dad over 30, 40 years, you know. And so his dad always told him, no, you're not. You're just seeing things on his deathbed. His dad said, you know, all the things you thought you saw, you saw. And David's going, yeah, I know. I I, I know I saw him. And you were, you were being a dad. I get it. So that's my favorite story. It's just off the charts, but that's why you have to. Open your mind and think about stuff. Can they do these things? And that gets into quantum science and mechanics, changing your vibrational frequency, you know, summoning up the power to stick your hand through a window and knock somebody out with a zap, you know, just
1: like electric shock, just knock him down.
2: That's my favorite story.
1: So we got one yeah. from Canada here. What about the US? What's your favorite American story this year? Boy, that is
2: Tough, but I think the woman who watched at 16, she had two Sasquatch encounters. She watched five Sasquatch herd 50 to 75 deer into a choke point and she heard all this screaming and yelling. She was 16 years old, she snuck out of her parents' house. She they always did this. Uh, They snuck out uh, and they'd steal booze and cigarettes. And she'd meet a couple of her friends out in the woods. They'd smoke cigarettes and drink in in the hills of Arkansas. So uh, she uh, was there waiting for her friends, who, by the way, never showed up. And she saw this activity. And there's a big hill right across the driveway from her property. And she was just sitting there waiting for her friends. And all of a sudden, she sees these deer just coming out of the forest. And they're kind of doing this circle thing where they're coming out of the forest in the middle of the forest and they're going around this big hill with all these trees and they're coming back in and coming back out the same way going back around in circles and then she sees five sasquatch two of them she's pretty sure were twins because they're the exact same size and height and then a mama pop and another juvenile she sees them chasing them into the woods. It's a full moon. She's sitting out there watching all this. She's go, eh, she's 16 and she's what She's already had uh, a Sasquatch experience when she was six. And, uh, she's watching all this. And then she hears all this commotion and they, they run back out of the forest and they go up, but they go a different way. They kind of branch off instead of running back into the forest. And they're into this funnel choke point. You hear the screaming and yelling and it's dead silence. And she's sitting there, you know, what am I seeing? You know? And, she watches five Sasquatch, each one carrying a deer out of the forest. That was an un- all I've never heard that ever, you know. And that would take quite a mind to make that up. But she was just sitting there watching it. And she didn't know what to do with it, you know. And her friends never showed up, you know. So that, that one, it just... It's not spooky. It's not like paranormal. It's not quantum. But it's just... It shows how they kill deer. It, it was, it was like a military exercise. It was precision attack. It was, she was just, you know, those are her words. She's just just, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, I, I believe her. I mean, she's, you know, you know, I, why would you make that up? She didn't want her name out. She didn't want her location. She didn't want anything. You want any money, nothing. You know, I sent her a couple of books. She's happy. She's learning things, but I just thought that was fantastic to, to watch something like that in in action. You know, hunters can relate because, you know, they will funnel deer or other creatures in other countries into choke points where they got nowhere to go. You know, they're trapped. So you can shoot them, spear them, whatever you do, archery.
1: It's a crazy story. All right. You brought another couple of, uh, photos forward for tonight and uh, describe this scene on what you were talking about. Here we see a gentleman, can't see his face, but we have him in a camouflage jacket and uh, camouflage pants. What's going on here?
2: Okay, make note of everything, but you see the shadow behind him on the ground? On the ground. You, you know, the shadow, between the dark and the light, you know, behind him, you see the lighter area and, and the shadow that he's walking in. You see the shadow there. Yes. You see the fallen tree behind him. Yes. And the one thing you need to look at is the time. 15, 12, 36. It's 3, 12, and 36 seconds in the afternoon. I've been to this property. Show the next picture. Notice the shadow. Notice the tree, the horizontal tree that's down in the background. Notice the timestamp.
1: So, three, 12, 40 seconds. You got it. It's four seconds. Same later. camera. Four seconds. So what we're looking at here is on November eighteenth, two 2002, a gentleman was walking by a trail cam on his property. There is a suspicious shadow lurking behind him. The time that this trail cam took a photo was 312 and 36 seconds of the gentleman. Four seconds later, the camera goes off again, and we see this these weird fingers with fingernails on them. Explain this.
2: It's a Sasquatch. He never saw it. He never heard it. He sensed it. Now, that shadow is just a shadow uh, by the trees in the sunlight. There's nothing uh, ominous about the shadow. Uh, But the thing to notice also is in the upper right, you see the trees. They're all kind of bending to the right. A Sasquatch bumped the camera, and the date is wrong. The you know nobody he, they've got like thirty five cameras on this property, and they're all in trying they're all in groups of three. Uh, the date is wrong, but the time is correct. The date is actually January twenty twenty one. Four seconds behind him was a Sasquatch. Just uh, four I, seconds behind it,
1: I would say those look like human fingers, except for the fact that when it gets to the nails, it's weird,
2: yeah, yeah, no they're not they're not human, you know people have come up with that, but it's that's a apish gorilla ish hand. I think it almost tells me it's. Uh, a juvenile simply because there's not enough
1: rough. uh, You see, there's a, so for our radio audience, I've Googled a picture of a hand of an ape. And then if you were to look at both of them together, I wish I could do this, but man, those look eerily similar. Yeah, eerily similar on the fingernails.
2: Yeah, it's just, it is what it is. And I've been, I've been to that property. It This guy, uh, here's the thing. This guy is a preacher. Now he's not the owner of the land. A, a good friend of his uh, owns the land. And because he's had some physical problems where he can't get out and uh, change the SD cards and batteries as often as he'd like. He lets the preacher hunt on the property, keep his kill, feed his family, because he's a a, a small country town preacher. They don't make a lot of money. So he gets to fill up his freezer whenever he wants. Just go out there and hunt, help him change the SD cards and the batteries. And but the look at the similarity. It it is just it is what it is. And this is going to be on the cover of my book, the one I'm working on now. It's going to be on the cover. Both of those photos on top of each other. Four seconds. Is that just creepy? I get the chills just when I look at it and realize how close that was. But he never saw it or heard it, but he did sense it. And he has seen other things at other times on the property. They both have. But I thought that was just an awesome sequence. Now, we went to tape a show that will never see the light of day. It was uh, something for Roku. They were trying to get into the Sasquatch show business, and I don't think it's going to see the light of day. Anyway, he told me, well, you know, uh, that that hand photo that I sent you, I think I have one of me, and it's about 12 seconds uh, behind me, is the Sasquatch photo. Let me see if I can find it. Well, when he found the photo, it was four seconds, (laughs) not 12. You know, so but you know it's the same camera it's three feet off the ground i think it bumps the camera that's why those trees are wavy in the background because there is no wind you see the same tree you see the same shadow on
5: are you a jeep owner or do you want to come watch a jeep parade either way west baton rouge has you covered friday december 2nd it's the jingle jeep parade fun for all ages. Deadline to register is November 30th. For details or to register, visit westbatonrouge.net. Don't miss the Jingle Jeep Parade in West Baton Rouge. Come for the parade, stay for all the lights and fun. Visit westbatonrouge.net today and join in the fun for the Jingle Jeep Parade.
0: Moms are amazing at tracking down hard-to-find items. Library books, socks, you name it. But sometimes help is welcomed.
2: You know, people look at the picture. And go, what is that in the background there, on the, the edge of the right? They, they think it's a, another Sasquatch. No, it's a it's a it's a deer blind. So he was out checking photos. He was walking from one blind to another area. So isn't that just crazy? It's nuts. You can't, you can't talk yourself out of it once you look at it and study it, and see that the the angle of the camera is just off because that. Sasquatch bumped the camera. It was that close that it bumped it. And that's why those trees in the background that are straight up and down right there, they're off to the right. And it's not the, quite the same shot because it moved the camera over. You see what I mean? If you go back to the shot of the preacher, you know, the, uh, uh, the tree that's down horizontal uh, right behind this middle finger, it kind of goes up, but you can't see that because the fingers in the way.
1: Right. Right. Isn't that crazy? It is an insane photo. Insane Well, photo.
2: The, the sequence, the, the time sequence, four seconds. It's the same camera, same day, same everything, you know. You know, and so it, it just it blew my mind when he showed it to me. And he said, Well, it's 12 seconds. I thought, well, you know, I'd still like to see it because it means something was twelve seconds behind you. But it's four seconds. You know, it, it just, it is what it is. You know, I just think it's a, a, an awesome sequence, you know. And, uh, and they've seen other things. There's other photos I've got that are equally as bizarre. There's a, a, a trail cam photo of a Sasquatch grabbing a deer. It actually looks like two hands coming in and grabbing this deer. Uh, you see a hand and an arm, and then you see another hand. It's, it, it, it's, it's crazy, but it's caught on camera. On a trail cam, crazy, all their property. But I, I just think that's gonna make a stunning cover. You know, uh, on you, you, you can't argue with it. I mean, you can, but well, that's got to be made up.
1: The gentleman, the, the gentleman who was in front there, you said he sensed the Sasquatch. He didn't smell he, it. He didn't. He didn't hear it. Nothing. But he sensed. Now, it.
2: he sensed something was amiss, and they have seen them. And other beings on their property and another adjacent property, right? And and, uh, and I've even talked to a conservation agent there who believes <laughs> they're there and he will contact me uh, if something comes up. So, but uh, yeah, it's just you know, what do you do when you see something like that? And that's not even paranormal or it's not a snarling thing. It's not morphing. It's not hiding behind a tree. It's just in broad daylight. And that's one of the Sasquatch that didn't get the memo. Hey, dummy, don't walk in front of the little box with an eyeball on it. That's a human thing. Don't do that. Well, he didn't get the memo. He just walked right out in front of it. It was just what? So weird stuff happens. I know you've seen other photos that are as good or better probably, you know, from other folks. And so, you know, There are exceptions to the rule that it's all blob squatch or it's they affect the batteries and drain the batteries or they just shut the camera off. You know, every now and then, a dummy walks in front of the camera, you know. Uh, So, that does shoot that theory down a little bit, you know. Right. Because that one, that one, it didn't work. Maybe his radar was off, maybe his you know, vibes were not working at the time. Maybe it was more concerned with watching the preacher than it was paying attention to doing his due diligence about the, you know, the trail cameras that are everywhere. You know, and they've got 35 cameras, 33 cameras. They, they put them all in three. So there's three cameras, you know, one facing another camera and that camera's facing another. And then that one's facing the one in the first one. So if something walks in, you, you're triangulated. You, you, you don't miss much with the setups like that. So, uh, and that's why, you know, the owner of the property wants help, you know, changing the SD cards and batteries. You know, we had one of the trail cameras that was destroyed and, um, it was, the camera was pulled off the tree. The snap was broken. Just, just broke the snap that those are heavy duty snaps. It ripped the metal clip that holds the, camera door on there's teeth marks all over and then it took it and threw it at my gifting area and knocked a bunch of stuff down so that was like a you know message it was crazy so they got stuff going on
1: carter we we got about 20 seconds to go here tell everybody where they can find your books you can find my books right now at
2: www.relichominid.com. R E L I C H O M I N I D. 35 bucks I eat the shipping you get two autographed books. They're both full color books. Uh, nice glossy paper. They're they're nice made books They're not on, you know, black and white pulp paper. They're nice glossy color photo.
1: Yeah, and we'll see you in Las Vegas for the 2023 second annual Las Vegas fan party at the Golden Nugget, May 19th through 21st. Carter Bouchard, always a pleasure to have you here. Coming up next, we head to the swamp. Then the resident Tim Bit takes us on a UFO tour. Spaced Out Radio continues. Right on, buddy. Right on. Hot damn, that was quick.
2: Yeah, it did go quick and i didn't cuss first time you really? didn't cuss. yeah i always <coughs> try to make I always try
1: to make sure i don't that's I, I know you did last time you snuck in as shit but that's okay yeah man. yeah well, that's all right buddy i got to run we'll talk okay to, send to, talk me the link you.
2: when you can i got somebody waiting mm-hmm. on that link uh but yeah oh i got two people say hey i'll buy a book if you uh, sign it in vegas so i'll bring books with me
1: perfect perfect all right. Which link do you need again? Uh, to this show. Okay. I'll just... Uh, yeah. We'll just send it to me when it's done. Okay. I mean, we'll do. If you got
2: to do something, just send it to me. Because I, I, I'm doing a little TV show, local TV. And I told them I'd send them this because they wanted to see your show.
1: All I right. sent them the I'll, other I'll clip. Okay. All right, brother. You take care.
2: Love you, man. Let see me know you. about uh, the... Mm. Uh, the hotel thing. Let me know about the. the uh, I will. Sasquatch thing. Yep.
1: So. As soon as I set a date. All right. Bye bye. We'll see you, man. Thanks a lot. And I'll be right back here, guys. Give me a moment. All right, I am back. How are you all doing? Wasn't Carter awesome? Wasn't that a good show? we got about uh, 30 seconds. Thank you, Ghost Dragon, Susie, Vaughn, Pam, and Godfather for the amazing Super Chats tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you all for tuning us in. And we really do thank you. Helps us out a lot. And if you haven't already, ooh, excuse me, hit that subscribe button, ring that bell. And give us a thumbs-up, thumbs-down, and leave a comment after the show. It helps with the algorithms. Here we go, everyone. Would you like to connect with us?
2: Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info.
1: Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Good to be with you guys tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate Earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Mandorla. Mandorla is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is time once again where we head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another spooky journey.
3: I went to Joshua Tree National Park a few days ago in an Airbnb with three of my friends. The house was a nice size and had to be accessed by an unpaved dirt road. The closest place to us was maybe a mile or two away. All the homes in this area have private driveways. On one of our drives back from getting groceries, I saw an animal run away from our headlights very fast, but I couldn't quite make it out. I assumed it had to be a deer or something along those lines because of how big it was, but all I had seen thus far were desert quails. That night, I dreamt that my friends and I were searching for something, and we were taking... and we were taken to a basement of all things, and it was full of all sorts of strange oddities. It was a small house with a red door. We went inside, but I don't remember what was there. This may or may not have anything to do with my experience. I read that dreams do often correlate with experiences, though. On one of the nights of our stay, we had a bonfire and did some stargazing. I had to pee at one point, so I went inside and was gone for maybe five minutes max. When my friend and I returned, my two other friends weren't sitting by the fire anymore, so I just sat and waited for a couple of minutes for them to come back, but I went inside to check on them eventually, but they weren't there either. We go back out and start calling for them and get no response. Instead, we hear coughing coming from... The right side of the house where the pool area was we immediately knew it was our friend because they had been reserved our first instinct was to find and help them at some points during our trip we had gotten concerned that they were sick but they ended up feeling much better we start looking for them by the pool but we call again and we get no response but we do hear the same coughing the same pitch everything it's almost like a mimic it was the same cough maybe four or five times in a row We thought our friend was throwing up or maybe smoking. Usually when we called for them though, they would answer immediately. Except for this time, there was just more coughing. The last time we called, they had finally answered and started coming around from the opposite side of the house from where we were. Unfortunately, the sounds of them walking and talking went from the left side of the house just seconds after we heard them coughing on the right side, and they were utterly oblivious to everything that was happening. They had no idea about the coughing, and didn't even hear us calling until they got closer to the house. As soon as I realized the coughing was a lure for us, it confirmed that something had been keeping an eye on us. Based on what I've read, I'm not sure if this is a skimwalker experience, a not-deer experience, or something similar. I'll answer any questions. I also need to know if I should go get cleansed. This can't be chalked up to hearing things because of weed. We all have high tolerances, and weed doesn't make you hear things. Anybody who says that has clearly never really smoked. We were both very aware, and I was probably the soberest. It was hushed, too. We had to turn off the music because we Nobody's were
2: talking. gonna know. They're gonna know. <laughs>
1: technical snafu there as uh, Swamp Dweller was uh, finishing up there. You know, my, my finger twitched on me. I had my finger right on the mouse and it twitched on me and it hit the button, man. Oh, man. Uh, Tim, before we bring you back on, let's say a big thank you to Swamp Dweller for coming on in as he joins us every Monday through Friday night here to kick off hour number three. I love his stories. I know all of you do, too. And uh, all you got to do if you want to hear more, he's got thousands of them for free. Go to his YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads, and you can hear them for free yourself. Just do him a favor. Hit that subscribe button on his channel. Little Timmy Senor is here for the UFO Report my Man. And you know what? I'm looking forward to uh, this one because you got some great stories. But how you been doing, buddy?
7: I've been doing really well. Thanks for asking. And yourself, Dave, how about you? You're looking great.
1: You know what? I'm going to be honest with you because everybody knows that uh, I've been trying to change my health a little bit. And I'm actually starting to wear T-shirts again that were tight on me three weeks ago. All right. And I'm not losing a ton of weight right now, but you know what? I'm going down steadily. I'm going down. And and uh, if it wasn't for this damn weather, this cold spell we were having, because my knees are killing me right now. Mm-hmm. Killing me right now. You know, yeah. I, I do want to say one thing, though. As I announced a few months ago that I'm going to be a grandfather here soon. Yeah, congrats, bro. Congrats. Well, my daughter's in the hospital. Okay. So if all of a sudden later this week, now I'm predicting Saturday. I'm predicting Saturday that my grandson arrives. All right. But, and trust me, dude. I she's four and a half hours away. I, I guarantee you, I'll be there in an hour. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if all of a sudden later this week you guys hear repeats on this show, especially our radio side, okay? The reason why is my daughter has gone into labor, and I am dropping everything to go meet my first grandson.
7: Oh yeah, dropping
1: everything. I tell you, man, I am getting pumped up for it. I am totally getting pumped up for it.
7: I I'm can't... jazzed for you,
1: man. I can't wait to meet him. I cannot wait to meet him and just remind yeah. him that he has the coolest bloody grandpa in the world. Who's going to take him looking for Sasquatch and UFOs oh, yeah. and ghosts and to the hockey rink? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So
7: teach I... teach him all about Tim Hortons.
1: He's got to learn. He's got
7: to learn. He's got to
1: learn. Actually, don't say that right now because our Tim Hortons is closed for renovations Uh, for a month.
7: That's right. But you know that your audience likes it. They like it when I'm mean to Dave. Exactly.
1: (laughs) No, exactly. So I'm pretty pumped up, and I just want to give our listeners a fair warning that if, that, like, for instance, if that phone call came right now, we're ending the show. I'm gone. Yep. I'm going. <laughs> heading, I'm, I'm heading on a four and a half hour drive because I am meeting my grandson. Oh boy! You know, I mean, some somebody- Dan. So glad we we're
4: able to meet today. Thanks for coming over. Whoa! What's that? Pretty awesome, right? It's my new FlexiSpot E7 Pro Plus standing desk. Goes from sitting to standing with the push of a button. You know, I've been thinking about getting a desk like that. I have back pain from being in a chair all day, but I feel like they're either cheap and flimsy or crazy expensive. That's why I went with FlexiSpot. This desk is super sturdy but totally affordable. The base is made of automotive-grade carbon steel. Sit on it. Okay. absolutely anybody could be like Mary be like Mary log on to chumbo and play for free now no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see the website for details the voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner
1: he's got to teach him how to wrestle you know yes he has a father you know who's a really good dude I mean my daughter picked a good man a good man awesome and
7: I hope he watches this show
1: and uh You know, and his other uh, his parents are great, great people, and they're they're just ecstatic too about becoming first time grandparents. And I am very much looking forward to this. Hot damn! You know, no offense, like I said, that phone rings. My phone is right beside me now, uh, as it always is, anyways. But that phone. And are, are
7: you going for pappy?
1: No, I, I, I'm debating. i debating. I thought I wanted Papa. Papa? I thought I wanted Papa, but now I'm leaning back towards Grandpa again.
7: Mm-hmm. And um, we had one of each. We had a Papa and a Grandpa.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know yeah. what I want. I'm going to let him choose. Mm-hmm. I'll let him choose. And whatever there he wants, that's, that's fine by me because I'm going to be beautiful. just a bowl of mush around him anyways.
7: I can tell you're so excited. This I, is great. I it's like am. a whole other side of this is the soft, yeah. squishy side of this Dave. is a We're side you see.
1: yeah. This is a side you guys don't get to see very much. But I can tell you this, it's man. Charming. I can tell you this. I am pumped up, and I am so excited. And uh, you know what? I'm you know I talked to my daughter today, and I, I told her how proud I was of her, and I told her I think she's going to be a fantastic mother. And uh, I truly believe Good that. For you. Yeah,
7: that's great. So
1: you know what? We're gonna. Hey, the time, the time clock has started. I'm okay. gonna tell you right now. The time clock yeah. has started. Until and we
7: wave Dave goodbye, and he has to rock it off oh, to go and be grandpa.
1: You, you know what yeah. though? You know what though? I could guarantee that none of our listeners, whether in radio land or in uh, YouTube land or or podcast land, would care. None of them would care. They would all, all, all of right. our supporters listening right now would be like, "You go, you go, and yeah. you enjoy every minute of it." But you see, like up here, the the hospitals up here are still quite COVID crazy, so I hmm. can't go into the nursery area, right? Because they only allow two people at a time. But I'm going to be outside. I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the dad uh, or the grandpa pacing you know it's
7: the normal way yeah, yeah. i mean usually yeah you hang yeah. out yeah get yeah. the bubblegum cigars already. i
1: i tried to get into the delivery room okay i tried to boot uh, uh mrs sor out of there okay that didn't that con- that conversation didn't <laughs> go very far it really didn't right. you know but i am telling you right now i i'm pumped and uh you know and yeah i'm ready I'm ready, I can man. hear
7: it in your voice, buddy. It's so I, exciting. I,
1: I'll be honest with you. I'm going to cry. I am totally of course,
7: cry. of course. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. We all do. That's that's a thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's that's what I've and told. We, that's what I've told the little guy's father. I, I told the little guy's father. I said, do yourself a favor and put <laughs> put a lot of tissues in your pocket because you know what? That's a good day. Yeah, that's a yeah. good good day. All right, dude, enough about me. Let's uh, let's get over to you here. we got the UFO report going on here with little Timmy Senor. We call him the Timbit around here. And <laughs> you know do what? Do. We're going to have a, a good one with you tonight, Tim, as uh, we continue on here. And right off the bat, UFO study needs to start looking into submerged objects. What, what's going on here?
6: Yeah,
7: if you take a look at the evidence we have so far, most of the videos we see from the military of the UFOs are filmed near or over bodies of water. So why are we not paying more attention to unidentified submerged objects, or a.k.a. USOs? In light of what is going on with the UFO subjects, it is important to ask where these objects are coming from, assuming they're not a technology of this Earth. So let us assume, for instance, that these objects are indeed technology from another world. They are visitors from elsewhere. And as far as we can tell, they're not hostile. They explore. And while we assume they are aliens from another planet, what if the UFOs we are seeing today actually come from Earth? Still alien tech, but one that has been been around for quite some time now. So let's consider not looking up, but also looking down. And would you say, well, that doesn't make any sense? Hear me out. Many of the UFO reports that we have read in recent months and years take place near or on bodies of water. Take, for example, the 2004 encounter where U.S. Navy pilots were in pursuit of unidentified flying objects whose nature they could not explain. And the videos show flying vehicles that seem to lack traditional propulsion systems. And so, meaning that they lack traditional wings or tails, and they're not aircraft or drones, and neither are they helicopters. So these unidentified objects can outmaneuver our most advanced fighter jets. So let's return to the pressing questions here and consider a few other things The answer is that bodies of water are important. They appear over oceans, land lakes, and other such bodies. And so this urges us to question why and why over and near bodies of such water? What is the connection between so many UFO sightings and the water on this planet? So considering that the extent of the water reaches 71% of our planet, the ocean contains 97% of the Earth's water. And so this unwa- this water is unprocessed, and it is too salty for humans to drink or grow crops, and most industrial purposes accept cooling. So pretty interesting that we're considering this as a reality and that we're seeing transmedium objects making it into the news and being considered as part of the process looking into this phenomenon. Excuse me. But uh, the objects are what the Pentagon is referring to as transmedium UFOs. And so with this being on this new list being studied by the Pentagon, Dave, let's just kick it off with something here with your opinion um, as to this being a new reality and its importance.
1: Well, I can tell you this is, I think the frog in your throat jumped over to mine. Hold on. <laughs> I I can tell you this. I I sure as heck would sooner be learning about USOs underwater uh, or unidentified submerged objects than I would be about hearing Chinese drones again. I just I'm rolling my eyes over that one, Tim. And right. we, you know, we might be able to get into that a little bit later. But you, but either way, you know whether they're underwater, whether they have underwater bases, whether they have, uh, you know, or they're coming from the sky and they're able to submerge themselves fully without getting into any sort of uh, sinking or to the bottom, and, and they're still sealed shut. I think that is absolutely uh, wonderful that they are being included in in any sort of report. I think it's very imperative that we find out what is actually in our waters and what isn't. I think that there is a connection between what's flying in the sky and going in the water at the exact same time. I think it would be silly of us to not include them in the subject at all. So I'm glad that that is happening, you know, but I don't think we need to categorize them as different types of objects just yet. Even though we don't know what they are, we got to be wary of breaking these things down to the lowest common denominator.
7: Yeah. I always think of the movie The Abyss. Yeah. Um, whenever movie. I think of this topic. And I imagine something like that as being possible, something that's existed uh, for eons, potentially, uh, right under our noses, and we've coexisted and not even known it. Um, But obviously with the um, earth changes that we're creating with our technology, with our nuclear waste and testing and warfare and things like that, it's going to become part of their reality here soon. And maybe that's drawing some of their interest. Maybe that's some of the activity we're seeing if it is from here. But I think throughout history, we've definitely seen interest in our H2O, whether it's our oceans or natural lake waters. And I'm very interested in that um, because I know just in some of the locations I personally have researched, it created some dead zones in what we would consider UFO hotspots. So areas out in the coast where nothing is able to grow, all the coral is dead. And it's not from pollution. It's not from overfishing. It's not from mankind. It seems to be something, quote unquote, natural. And they call these places dead zones. And for some reason, there's also UFO activity in those areas. And you've got to wonder, are they linked? And, you know, is that something that we should be concerned about? Is it something detrimental to our planet that these UFOs, USOs, are bringing to the discussion?
1: Or is it because our water is a fuel system for them? Whether it's salt water or whether it's it's uh, fresh water. I mean, I know... That right along the Pacific Coast here, along British Columbia, there has been numerous sightings of UFOs around lakes, around uh, dams, around uh, the ocean. Okay, there's been a plethora of sightings around there. And it makes me wonder if there is something. And I'm sure they're wondering the same thing at the Pentagon or, or wherever about these. You know, but... Here's what you know. I'm I'm gonna pull my Dave attitude here f- for a quick second, Tim. If you don't mind, my Dave If you don't mind, please. Can I can I try the Dave Can I use that word?
7: We enjoy yeah. that word here. Okay. Yeah.
1: So my Dave says this because I already believe the government knows. I believe they know a lot more than what they're talking about publicly. So, <clears throat> excuse me, is this not a waste of time? Is this not uh, something that they are wasting trivial seconds and minutes and hours on when somewhere in the Pentagon or at NASA, will, they, the answer is already lying there? You know, so... I'm excited they are that they are adding that to the research. I really am. But I am hesitant to support anything UFO coming out of the, the U.S. government or any government right now in knowing that they already know that they are lying to us for whatever nefarious reason it is. They keep, you know... Look, when this whole China, I'm gonna bring up the Chinese drone thing is we got about ninety seconds here. Okay. When this first started we heard Russia, China or something else. Russia, China, something else. And then Elizondo and Mellon both eliminated the word China and Russia from their vocabulary. And then all of a sudden it wasn't about China and Russia, it's about something else. And now all of a sudden we've gone back full circle that now we're back to Chinese drones again. People, this is where I say to you point blank, listen to my words. The game is being played and they are putting more makeup on everything. And now we're back to Chinese drones. Soon it will be Russians. Soon it will be More threat narrative than ever before. Don't fall for it. It's a load of hogwash. It's a load of crap they already know. And I'm just tired of it, Tim. I'm tired of going around in circles and watching people, good people, who just want to see some movement in this field, allowing themselves to be caught in the never-ending circle. And, Tim, you can respond to that when we return on Spaced Out Radio with the UFO Report. Tim Senor is here with us, as he is a couple times a week, to break down the latest in the UFO news. Yeah, we're frustrated, but what else can we do besides try and bring you the truth in UFOs on Spaced Out Radio? I'm tired of it.
6: Yeah.
7: Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it it absolutely does seem to be the same old stories just looped over and over. You know, the ebb and flow that that we talk about all the time, it's incredibly frustrating. It oh, yeah. really is. Um, you know, but I I'm always trying to see the the positive in this, you know, and so in any message or any news, you know, that it's it is in itself just more news on the topic another news story um it's in the public view more now i think than it's been you know probably in the last decade it feels like even if it's you know putting the gray and throwing shade it's still very much in the news um it may not be in the big you know the top five it's not in the the you know, Wall Street Journal or New York Times every week. But it definitely is a weekly topic in some of the smaller, um, but no less important uh, media outlets, in my personal opinion.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. You know, my, my dream, if I were to have a dream about this subject... My dream is for anybody who listens to this show, because we've been going hard on this for, what, about a month now, Tim? month or two with NASA and everything. My dream is that people start to take the, the tidbits that we are giving them and realize that as much as they want disclosure, that they can understand that we're not being negative to put disclosure down we're not negative against elizondo we're not negative against the work of Mellon or anybody who's played the game what we are sick of here at sor is good people having the wool pulled over their eyes and falling for it i don't want that our listeners are way too smart for that our listeners are brilliant people who have the understanding of what's going on. Right. right. Right.
7: And and to be savvy enough to get the big picture that the fact that there is this attention from all factions means that there is something there. I mean, obviously, the fact that we're all scrambling over figuring out what it is, there's something there, which is massive. I mean, you don't need a video to know that there's something there because they're scrambling to figure out what it is, whatever that is. Um, it's it's not something of ours. Otherwise, you know, they would disguise it and be pretty happy with the UFO topic. Um, instead of fighting it, they would flow with it and be like, yeah, it's maybe it's UFOs. When they were like, oh, it's ours. Like, that's why I think it's not all ours. Like, maybe, you know, some of it is, but... Um, There's something there. And I think that's what is so massive. And I think that NASA wants to get a grip on that narrative. You know, Um, I think everybody is scrambling to support whatever that narrative is. I think they've already considered and determined what that's going to be, to be completely honest. Um, You know, and so they're trying to form fit their conclusion into what's currently happening, which is very unfortunate.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh it's ridiculous. I don't like it. Yeah,
7: you you can't fit your results to a conclusion that's pre-drawn. That that defeats the whole purpose. Doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but yeah, but it does appear that that is the way it looks. And then when any kind of media resource gets close to that truth, the plug gets pulled on it. Um You know, and so that makes it very hard to report on this topic, you know,
1: you know, to me, it's almost getting to the point, Tim, where do we do we continue uh, to cover uh, this topic at all? Right. All right.
5: Right. Right. Because there's so much
7: convoluted BS out there.
1: Yeah, you know, it's just, it it's tough because all the, the more uh, reason
7: to do it. though. Well, I I mean, I, re-
1: I realize that I, I, even I, our
7: neutrality, you know, helps.
1: You know, but at, my big concern is Tim is that people look at us as a bunch of whiners. Oh, you're whining because you're not getting your way. This is the process; it has to go. No, it isn't the process that it needs to go. And that is my concern. I don't want to sound like a bunch of whiners on here. Hold on. Here we go, everyone. third, we're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. We're getting into the UFO stuff pretty hard here. want to remind you that if you've missed most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Pooh's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue with little Timmy Senor of the UFO Report tonight, where a strange story, Tim, uh this is what we're gonna get to next, but I still want to get your reaction uh on the previous side. But we will get to a story next about an ex-U.S. Air Force lieutenant colonel who's saying that he saw two UFOs with gray beings underwater. But before we get to that story, I want to get your reaction here regarding the idea that we're going around back in circles now with Chinese drones and how this isn't good for the UFO public who has interest in this story.
7: That's right. It's very confusing. To keep hearing mixed information and not know what. Lucky Landslots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do.
4: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to jumbocasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the
7: winner. What is drones and what isn't? And why am I still hearing about this when I thought that the topic was supposed to be on UAP? And I believe that that's the same thing that Congress said and why we're not seeing our UAP report right now. My belief is that... Uh, part of the reason we're not seeing it is because it was actually kicked back to the um, to the people that pre- presented the report and that they're going to be deleting anything about Chinese drones before we get back into it. They only want to hear about the 150 reports that are questionable and unidentified. And I agree. Why are we talking about things that we know about? This is not a discussion that any of us have any interest in, nor should we be spending on money Uh, spending money on reporting on or uh, finding details out on Um, and for that matter um, i don't think we should be looking into special programs if we know that this is a special program or footage or a case where it involves something that is uh, technology of ours drop it it's of no interest we're only interested in things that are unidentified
1: why do you think the report hasn't come out yet we are now a report day plus 15 why do you think we haven't seen it yet
7: well like i said if rumors are true uh they are back at the drawing board trying to do deeper research into the 150 they can't you know, explain and so they will hopefully be providing videos and data on the things that aren't so clear and they can leave some of those questions up to congress members to decide And hopefully they are prepared a little better than they were at some of those public hearings. Now, I have heard dates such as, uh, let's see, um, March 6th, um, you know, for the next possible time that the, um, that that report will make it to Congress for them to consider accepting. And if they were to accept it, then a few days later, obviously, we would get the public version of that. And so if it was my guess, I would say this is what's going on behind the scenes. And, of course, it's not up to them to report to us why it's late. So it's kind of up to us to guess.
1: Well, I mean, hearing that it could go into next year is, yeah. is a little ludicrous. It's a little right. bit uh, ludicrous that, you know, if this was any other part of a budget or any other part of politics, this wouldn't be going this far. It would I agree with
7: you I hundred percent agree with you do you
1: do you think it has anything to do with the fact that you know you guys just had an election down there a week and a bit ago and you know they're like uh, pancake syrup or cran or or whatever a turtle and they're they're slow as molasses in getting the results out out there you know I'm not getting into the whole political debate. I, I don't understand your system for the life of me, you know, but the one thing that I can say is this. I'm wondering if, they, if they're if they putting it on hold to see who wins the, the House and who wins the Senate.
7: I 100% agree with you, Dave. Um, my opinion is, um, you know, if the rumor that I just explained is true, it would make sense with what you're saying, that this is politically motivated, and if some of the captains of this ship aren't, on the ship uh, after the elections, then maybe this is going in a different direction. And those people in political power can, hey, take that ball and run with it any direction they want. Because, um, you know, if they can make this go away, they will. And we've seen that in the past. If, you know, they can't control it, they'll just quiet it for a few more years until somebody can. So I 100% agree with you that this could be a politically timed thing.
1: I agree. All right, let's get into this this lieutenant colonel who allegedly saw strange objects underneath the water with some sort of beings on it.
7: That's right. And so keeping with our USO motif for the night, keeping things underwater, ex or I'm sorry, ex US Air Force Lieutenant Colonel. Testified that he saw two UFOs with great beings underwater. Former United States Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Richard French claimed that in 2013, that the U.S. government had been covering up the existence of extraterrestrials ever since the famous Roswell crash. Actually, according to French, there were two UFO crashes in the Roswell incident. He also gave an expl an explanation for why he had spent so long hiding the existence of aliens. And so, French served in the U.S. Army for more than 27 years, and he gained his commission in the Army and became a fighter aircraft pilot. Okay. I might have actually stand by here a moment. I, I need to get back to this. Thank you. Um, and so... He was posted in multiple locations during his time in the U.S. Army, including Korea, Vietnam, Laos, and the Cuban Missile Crisis. It was Lieutenant Colonel French's responsibility to to disprove fictitious sightings of UFOs during his supported tenure as Project Blue Book's principal investigator in the 1950s. And so this man is crucial to UFO history. And so just briefing down through this great article coming in uh, just a couple days ago from How and Wise, French asserted that he was present in the Almagadoro, New Mexico in 1947 when the alien craft crashed. Prior to his passing in 2014, he gave an interview a few years back in which he recalled the day of the tragedy that astonished everyone stating that there were two crashes in Roswell. And here's the quote. There were actually two crashes at Roswell, which most people don't know. And the first one was shot down by an experimental U.S. plane that was flying out of White Sands, New Mexico. And it shot what was effectively an electronic pulse-type weapon that disabled and took away all controls of the UFO, and that's why it crashed. When they hit with electron, electromagnetic pulse, bingo, there goes all their electronics. And consequently, the UFO was uncontrollable. When the UFO got hit by the, the pulse, it lost its system and became uncontrollable and at last crashed. French claimed that he was actually an official UFO debunker and a confidential military source told him about the UFO shot down and also the second crash near Roswell days later. So he believed that the second ship came to rescue the first ship, survivors, and tried to recover the parts. Other army officials never accepted French's shocking statement, and they argued how the army could develop pulse weapons and systems in the 1960s if their laser systems were so limited in that time they didn't believe they could exist but uh, French insists and his confidential source told him about the second crash that it was within a few miles of where the original crash had been and we think the reason that they were in there at the time was to try and recover the parts and any survivors of the first crash. And so in referring to the people from outer space, he says, those guys whose UFO it was, I had seen photographs of the parts, the UFO, and and it had inscriptions on the side, and it looked like it was in, in Arabic, I'm sorry, Arabic language. It was like a part number on each one of them, and they were photographs in a folder that I just thumbed through. So first observer with lots of evidence that he had access to, and he goes on in this article to say that he'll share um, observations that were made uh, public and he's willing to talk to anyone about this experience. So Dave, it's out there and it comes from under the water. What are your thoughts?
1: Oh my goodness. I I love this story. And you know, I we need more people like this to come out and testify publicly in front of Congress, publicly, not behind the scenes. But let's let's bring it out. Let's let's get down to the down and dirty here. You know, re- regarding this subject, I, I love how uh, picturesque the guy is in his words. You know, I, I think that's great. I'm surprised he was allowed to go public with that. You know, if if it is true, you know, I mean, yeah, these are the stories that we need. These are the, you know, these are the, you know, the type of stories that that we want. And uh, I don't know where else to go with that, Tim. I, don't. I know.
7: Well, he continues on to say that in one case, he had a report where um, he was sent to investigate and they said it was a standard for what he was doing. And so in this interview that French had with Huffington Post at one time, they told him that there were two alien entities involved. And let's see, they sent him to go investigate. And they were deep under the water and entering the water doing roughly a hundred miles an hour. He remembered witnessing two extraterrestrial ships, six meters offshore, completely submerged. Additionally, he spotted two aliens close to the ships and recalled that the water was transparent, allowing him to see what the aliens were doing at the bottom of the boat. And so the waters were fairly clear and he could see without any trouble and they weren't down at the bottom necessarily of the seabed, but they were about halfway down. And so, a first-hand witness, and according to him, the aliens were small in size, light gray in color, very thin, long arms, with either two or three fingers, and they had big heads and could not. He could not see pupils in their eyes. Um, but while watching this once-in-a-lifetime scene, he saw one of the ships starting to come out of the water. When the ship emerged out of the water, it sped, its speed was around 160 kilometers per hour, but it suddenly increased to about 4,000 kilometers an hour in his estimation, and then just disappeared. Pretty incredible. I can't even imagine seeing that. And, and what a witness to have this story firsthand.
1: I, I don't know how I would react to that. I mean, 160 knots is fast. Especially going through water. I mean, you think the average the average ship does what thirty knots, and that's considered fast, you know. And yeah. some and some public waterways, you are not even allowed to go that speed due to environmental concerns and water pollution, et cetera. So, I mean, I I find that just an incredible story that. God, I hope it's true. I really do. UFOs fear sparks or UFO fears have sparked secret unmanned US spaceship landing in Florida after circling the earth for 3 years. This sounds a little humorous, Tim.
7: That's right. And so fears of a UFO were sparked in Florida after re- after residents reportedly heard a sonic boom just this past Saturday. And so in the early hours of the 12th of November, a number of Florida residents were awoken in a shock by a loud sonic boom, which was apparently strong enough to even shake some houses. One resident wrote on Twitter that just a very normal, mysterious sonic boom at 5 a.m. It was so loud it shook my back door and I thought someone was coming in. And So that's pretty scary. Anyways, the sonic boom heard in Tampa and across central Florida, was actually something else. But of course, it wasn't extraterrestrial activity. In this case, it was actually an unmanned U.S. spaceship returning back to Earth, to Kennedy Space Center, after circling Earth for three years. And so after spending a record-breaking 908 days floating through orbit, the X-37B, a solar-powered spaceship, returned back to solid ground. And so, Boeing, the aircraft company that you may already associate with commercial airplanes um, and accustomed to flying on, developed this space plane, which resembles a mini space shuttle. And so, exciting stuff. Previously, the shuttle's last mission lasted an impressive 780 days, um, but this new uh, mission beat its previous record and ended on the 12th of November. So, Dave, I didn't even know this was going on. Did you know that NASA had a secret space mission going on? No idea. This is the second one—an unmanned mini shuttle.
1: Of course, I mean, why, why would NASA keep any secrets from us? Why would a
7: solar-powered spacecraft?
1: Why would NASA keep any secrets from us, Tim? They're loyal to the American and world public. They're honest. They have an open door policy. To anything and everything, you know. Let's just let's just get right to it, man. Let's just. Get Would it
7: right we have heard it. about the X thirty seven B if the if residents of Florida hadn't heard the boom and demanded? I mean, why didn't they just say UFOs and keep it a secret? They were like, "No, it's the X thirty seven B, our secret shuttle." I don't so many know. questions.
1: I don't know. I don't. Uh, it's NASA. <laughs> It's NASA. You know, let's just uh let's just call it for what it is. It's our good friend at NASA, you know, never a straight answer. You know, and right? that's just that's just what it is. We 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 sit there and we and we we cheer them on. We cheer them on. You know? Go NASA. Tell us the truth. NASA doesn't know the truth. They don't know.
7: Well, it dips us right into our happy bonus news, if you like, coming from we NASA. Three,
1: we got three minutes. Let's do it.
7: Well, let's just do it. The scientists suggest why we're not alone and what fate potentially awaits the human race. And anyway, it seems that a group of NASA scientists have theorized that aliens haven't come to vis- visit us yet simply because they've already wiped them out and they've wiped themselves out. And so that's really not ideal for aliens traveling to Earth if they don't exist, in NASA's opinion. And so their reasoning is that intelligent societies tend to wipe themselves out one at a time, and the human race could be next. I could read more, but Dave, I think this says everything right there, kind of what they're saying here. A little bit frustrating to, again, come up with your conclusion, and now let's build up a whole bunch of information and data to support our conclusion.
1: Well, of I'm course. I'm happy with this. Uh, well, you shouldn't be. Nobody should be because they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. And that's all we ever get in this UFO field is people talking out of both sides of their mouth. Hey, I'm, a, I'm all for disclosure. But on the other side of my mouth, I'm speaking and working for Space Force.
7: Right. And so it took a team of uh, jet propulsion lab specialists based out of NASA to come up with this previously called theory called the Great Filter to explain their conclusions. So let's also say another fact here that these jet propulsion lab specialists, and this is frustrating, OK, because, you know, you'd hope to have a little bit more coming from these people to come to a, dra- a previously drawn conclusion so all they did was a bunch of work to support a conclusion that had already been written somewhere the um the great filter quote unquote which would definitely explain that aliens can't be coming here because they've already killed themselves off if they're technology technologically sorry advanced enough to get here they would have already wiped themselves out dave do you even agree with any part of that theory nope no What if they're not fear-mongering, and what if they don't hate each other, and what, they, what if they're not dollar-driven, and what if they don't work in a democracy? What if they don't have world issues? I mean, there's a lot of what-ifs.
1: But um, th- this could be, okay, well, there's a lot of what-ifs. There could be a planet out there where everybody plays soccer. That would be a living <laughs> hell for me. Okay.
7: I would love that planet. But,
1: but there there could be a planet. All
7: Tims, bald-headed, playing soccer, and we're all goalie. We're all goalie, but you can go anywhere on all the right. field.
1: You know, we <laughs> we got to be careful here. You know, right. I mean, look, NASA is just saying things that are, it's, you know, I could use a very, very cruel comment here, but I won't. You know, for the sake of... Uh, I like my show, you know, but I mean, NASA is like a goldfish. The minute they go around the tank, they've already forgotten what they've said previous, and they say (laughs) something more stupid the second time around. I like that. NASA doesn't deserve, when it comes to this topic, and this topic only, God bless NASA for the great work that they have done in the past and continue to do. Those are brilliant scientists. Let's not characterize the entire team we're talking about the executive here who makes decisions okay they don't have your interest or my interest at heart they don't care and they're not even watching what they're saying this is a game to them it's not a game to us it's a game to them Tim I gotta cut you off right there for the UFO report thank you so much thank you to Swamp Dweller for another great story and of course Carter Bouchard talking Sasquatch all night long we got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thaw rocking in the background with little brothers watching Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio rocking us in and out of every single show get your horns up for the guitar God himself special thanks to everybody listening in at work, at home, in your cars wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. Twitch, Spreaker, Facebook, YouTube, LGAP, Revolution Radio, and on Twitter.
4: I know you're out there somewhere. Remember,
1: this show is copyright. It's based out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share you your bring. evening with us. Because night, together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night. We we own we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we, we need a favor. We need you to take yes, us home. Yes, the Wu Train I, 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 has docked I, I, for the night. But soon, my friends, you shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night.
4: Period